the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so the critics got it wrong about Hellboy in the paper today. If you're a Hellboy uh, lover of the comic, you're going to like the movie. And they're already set. They got they got the sequel set up, man. You'll see that. Two uh, post-movie scenes in the movie. All right, just so you'll know. Good. Uh, I liked it. I liked it better than Ron Perlman's versions of it because I didn't think Ron Perlman was dark enough as Hellboy, but that was the problem of Guillermo del Toro, the director, who always gave us more flash than substance in his movies. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth is is the only movie that I liked of Guillermo del Toro. Everything else is all pretty and, and this and that, but... And maybe Mimic. I mean, Mimic was good, too. But uh, the other stuff, I don't know. I just, I'm not a big Guillermo del Toro fan. They gave him an Academy Award because I think they felt sorry for him. Because he'd been around for a long time, and he's been making movies. That's the reason I think he got it. All you got to do is look at the last Pacific Rim he did. Stinker. Anyway, enough. What? I didn't like it. Didn't like what? Pacific Rim, the second one. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, agree, I can agree with that. Those movies were made for Asia anyway. I agree with that. That I, Pacific Rim stuff is big overseas. I I really didn't like the first one, really. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. You know? Not so much there, no. But I'm not a big Del Toro fan. I think. Well, I, not him. I mean, I he's all right. I just didn't like those specific films. I, I yeah. Pacific Rim 1 or 2 did not work for me. Okay. So we're on the same page on that one. Bottom line, uh, David Harbour, mm-hmm. who you probably know better as the sheriff from mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Oh, okay. He's great as Hellboy. Oh. They say he's oddly flat. I didn't think so. I really liked it. I liked the movie. Well, I, I think it's one of those specific genre films, and you are a fan yeah, you're either a fan of Hellboy or not. Yeah, you're you're going to enjoy the film. I, it's not a Captain Marvel type character. No. <laughs> it's not a Shazam type character. It's not Iron Man. All right, right. It, it's yeah. Hellboy. Where you There's know the reason yeah. he's called Hellboy. You know, you're going to have a lot of crossover and a lot of casual fans with a with a Shazam or a Captain Marvel and and Hellboy. I think the people going to watch that are fans of that specific character. Not a lot of crossover. Not a lot of people just wandering in to see that one. No. And if you're a big fan, you're going to watch it. You're going to like it. If you're not a big fan, which is what I would take from your critic in the newspaper, and you have to watch it out of an obligation because you are a film critic, you probably don't get as much out of it. Yeah, I liked it. I mean. If you like Hellboy, go see this movie. 
It's it's a it's a fanboy movie. That's that's what it is. It's not really a wide appeal male female young old four quadrant four. You know, it says F B Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not a it's not a four quadrant <laughs> film. You know, it's not made to appeal to men and women young and old. You know, I so gotcha. so yeah. It's it's a fanboy movie, and it's got. The red, the blood queen is none other than from Resident Evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know she's um she just she just adds something to every movie. She has a strange beauty about her. Okay. Now that's a fan. That's really a fanboy statement, is it not? <laughs> she has a strange um, beauty about her. Okay, but the way you two are describing this movie, it sounds like you know it's not. I want to put in that comic book film category, but. If you know the comics like Dave does, like you say, Matt was bringing up. You, know, if you're a fanboy of the of the comic book character, and you know about you know all the different plots and all the different yeah. stories, well, then you're going to understand and love the movie. But I think so, so. But for someone like me, you know, who has never read the comics before, if you just go in and watch the movie, you wouldn't understand what's going on. All right. Basically. Well, let me just say this: if gore bothers you, miss this movie. Because it's R for a reason. I mean, the, it's rated R. That's the, yeah. the 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 genre of Hellboy mm-hmm. is dark and gory, mm-hmm. and they bring it in spades, folks. I yeah. mean, the gore is piled on top of the gore, which it should be. Yeah, for this character. See, I'm I the just ti- really liked it. I'm the type of fan, you know, who go to a movie and watch, and they give them an opportunity, give them a chance, because, like I said, I want to try to love the movie myself. Just as much as you and do. Let me tell you, when you go, the way that they started and laid out the movie, the first 30 minutes, will make no sense to anybody yeah. who doesn't know something about the comic. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. R for strong language, bloody violence, and gore throughout. Hellboy. <laughs> it, 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 really, it, it is bloody and it is gory. I mean, it's got that rating for a reason. Yes, do it not, does. Do not exactly. take the kids. Do not take the kids. There is no do not yeah, take the kids. Yeah, it, it's look. This is for don't expect you twelve year and up as for it's far not as Shazam. I'm concerned. That's yeah. what oh, it is it's not, not Shazam. Shazam. Don't drop your twelve year old off. No, don't drop your twelve year old no. old off. Tell him he can watch it and expect us to sell him a ticket. No, <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, no, and it shouldn't happen. I'll just let you know. Bottom line, it's crazy. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, it's people do crazy movie. stuff. That's that true. People do crazy stuff. That's true. People now. People just kind of people just kind of drive by the theater sometimes and just slow down enough to punt the child out of the car and drive off. Ooh. Hey, I remember it was about a year or two ago. I remember that a rated R movie that I went to go see at Riverdale Ten, and trust me, there was a, I believe a eight or ten year old girl inside the movie watching it along with her father. Yeah, along yeah. with her father's the key. We can't be the parent if their parent right. rolls up in there with them. We got to sell them a ticket. Nothing to say about that. You drop little Junior off at the front door, think he's going in there. Nope. He'll <laughs> right. be mean, watching Missing Link tonight you for might, calling you to pick him up. You might want to be, uh, you know, putting a brain in Mama, the Mama, uh, Mama, the they won't let me watch head, Hellboy. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, That's the way it's going to be. Can't give your mom common sense, son. Now, I'll tell you something else I'm going to see this weekend since tomorrow is supposed to be Rain, rain, and more rain. There's oh, nice. Two inches of rain tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah. Living right. green weather. I love it. So I'm going to go Bring it to the Pet Cemetery tomorrow. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds yeah. like the perfect day for Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that. <laughs> so I'll be there. I still got to see us. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Hellboy is new today, and, and Missing Link is new today. 
And now Missing Link is PG, and it's 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 awesome. It's great for the kids. Uh, they call it the greatest Bigfoot movie ever made. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's claymation. It's cute. Um, these guys, you know, put out a, a film about once a year. They had one about a sheep that was hilarious a couple of years ago. I know um, what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of the movie. It was a it was a riot. It was PG two, and they had one with like a elk or a gazelle or something that was leaving home to start a rock band one time. That was that was great. But I love these films. It's it's PG. It's it's take the kids. Um, it's got the voices of Hugh Jackman, uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Timothy Oliphant, Emma Thompson. Uh, it's it's PG, directed by Chris Butler. It's an hour and thirty five minutes, and it's just it's perfect for kids. Take them to see Missing Link. It's great. They'll like it. Yes, absolutely. They'll have absolutely. a good time. And that's what going to yes. the movie should yes. be. Yes, take the kids. Time. Take the kids to that one. Yep, they'll love it. You like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it for children. Yes, absolutely. You know, we didn't have a big crowd last night for uh, Hellboy, but there was, I don't know, maybe 30 people in the theater, and everybody liked it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you're going out to watch that movie on Thursday night with work and school the next day, you're a fan. Yeah. No, you wouldn't be there. Yeah. True. And, you know, Zach could tell you, I was a little bit, from the rushes I had seen and the Mm -hmm. trailers I had seen, I w- had a lot of questions in my mind whether I was going to like it or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked it. There you go. <laughs> I liked it. There you go. But know what you're going into. It's not a family PG-13 movie. In fact, a lot of PG-13 movies aren't family friendly. Some aren't, you know. Yeah. Shazam is. Oh gosh, that was such and, a you good know, movie. Yeah. And and Captain Marvel's PG thirteen, that's pretty family friendly. Yeah. Dumbo's PG, great for kids. Great movie. And Missing Link is PG, that's good for kids too. There you go. So good yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But good stuff. If you're if you're coming out this weekend in Little Rock, you want to stop by Riverdale Ten. Yep. We're playing Hellboy. New today. Uh also new today, Missing Link. Also new today, Little. Uh those are all brand new today. Uh Shazam. What's, what's little about? Uh, this this woman is um, um, minute, minute, becomes a little kid again and is sent back to school. It's like it's That's, like a take on it's that. an urban it's an urban comedy. It is it, like big. Yeah, yeah, that movie. It's that way, and she goes back to like middle school. Uh, PG thirteen, <laughs> goofy, silly, funny. Okay. Um, Shazam star uh, Shazam is still on. Uh, Pet Cemetery. We're still playing us. Uh, we are still playing Dumbo. We're still playing Captain Marvel. Uh, we have Best of Enemies on the screen. We're showing the Mustang, and we're showing the Aftermath. And Mustang and Aftermath are exclusive at Riverdale 10. Are they doing pretty good business? Yeah, Mustang I mean, looks very interesting. Yeah, it has a great film. Uh, Robert Redford uh, produces uh, based on a true story. Uh, just how they're using uh, wild horses and the training of those and care of those horses to uh, rehabilitate prisoners. Yeah. And uh, great acting, great all the way around that film. People really like Mustang. Riverdale10.com is a website. Of course, we've got luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserve seating in all of my movie theaters. We're serving beer and wine at Riverdale, over 40 different beers, eight different wines, and we got a full food menu. Hit Riverdale10.com and click menu to check it out. Mm-hmm. Pizza, cheeseburgers, French fries. Boneless wings. Cheese sticks. Chicken tenders. Bavarian pretzels. It's all right there. Bavarian pretzels are excellent. Riverdale10.com. Be sure to check it out. Tuesday night, we're showing Stop Making Sense from 1984 at 7 p.m. It's a concert film. That's Tuesday night. 
and the concert of uh, that band, that group. Uh, be sure to check it out. Those tickets are on sale now. Uh, that is uh, Tuesday night. Wednesday we start Breakthrough. Uh, that is the new faith-based motion film. That's a motion picture that starts on the seventeenth. Um, then next Thursday night we have the Curse. Uh, that horror film starts Thursday night from Warner Brothers. And next Friday we'll have the exclusive run of Teen Spirit from um, Bleecker Street. Uh, so check out Riverdale10.com to uh, see those features and showtimes. And then of course Avengers tickets are on sale for the special preview showing on Thursday, April the twenty fifth. And we've got tickets on sale for that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 26th, 27th, 28th. And that is the case at all of my cinemas. So tickets are still available for Avengers Endgame at all of my locations. Hit Riverdale10.com to check out that website and to check out those movies. Now, if you're up in Dave's hometown, in the great, wonderful city of Cabot, Cabot. yeah, go up there, check it out. That's CabotVIPCinema.com, CabotVIPCinema.com. Make sure you go and you check that out. New this week, of course, is Hellboy. Dave watched it last night. Good movie. Brand new today is Little, and we are open for matinees in Cabot today, so be sure to stop by and get that discount matinee ticket. Also new today is Missing Link. We are holding over Shazam, Pet Cemetery, Dumbo, Captain Marvel, Five Feet Apart, and Us. That's CabotVIPCinema.com. Wednesday, Breakthrough. New faith-based Christian motion picture starts in Cabot. And, of course, Thursday night we have The Curse. Horror film. Most tickets are on sale. Advanced tickets. CabotVIPCinema.com. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in all auditoriums. Full food menu. All four locations had the exact same extended food menu with those Nathan's Good hot stuff, dogs. Good man. White Castle sliders. State Fair Corn Dogs, Nathan's Hot Dogs, it's all right there. Chocolate, key, uh, peanut butter pie, key lime pie, ice cream, check it out. Have a private club permit there in Cabot, so be sure to become a member and partake if you so desire. CabotVIPCinema.com, full food menu, check out those new luxury recliners. We do have new Real D3D there in Cabot. We'll be showing Avengers in Real D3D. And tickets for the Avengers on uh, Thursday night, the 25th, and opening weekend are for sale at CabotVIPCinema.com. Remember, Wednesday is Breakthrough, and Thursday is The Curse. Those tickets are on sale now. If you're down in the big city of Hot Springs, again, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, same full food menu, over 20 different beers, eight different wines. We are serving beer and wine in Hot Springs. New this week is Little. We're still showing Shazam, Dumbo, Pet Cemetery, and Captain Marvel. All those tickets are on sale. Uh, coming up, we've got Avengers. Uh, tickets are on sale for Avengers Endgame for Thursday the 25th, Friday the 26th, Saturday the 27th, and Sunday the 28th of April. That's HotSpringsVIP.com. Full food menu, including beer and wine. Uh, we just remodeled the restrooms there and expanded the restrooms. Their restrooms are bigger. And they have uh, new tile, paint, partitions, stalls, sinks, mirrors, countertops, all new restrooms there in Hot Springs. We are in the process of building an entirely new parking lot, new parking lot lights, new front facade, new LED lights, new signage, and of course we are expanding the theater. The new screens will feature stadium seating, Dolby Atmos sound, Barco 4K projection, 
luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, Real D 3D, those screens are scheduled to open on Friday, May the 24th. For more information, visit HotSpringsVIP.com. Now, be sure to download the mobile app. It's free. Be sure to like the Facebook page and follow along. Sign up for the free email newsletter. And join the movie club. If you join the movie club, you get a card. You get a point for every dollar you spend at the theater. And you can redeem those points for free food, free drinks, free popcorn and candy. Of course, free concession items, tickets. That's all there on the website. Just check that out and click click on that link to join the movie club. We've got a new patron portal, one-step online ticket ordering. You just register there, and you can touch a button on your phone to buy your tickets in advance. Uh, and it, uh, it, it's got your information there. It's a whole lot easier to go through that process if you do the patron portal information to that. Also on the website at the cinemas. So um, working to improve for you. Uh, we still got our free popcorn going on on Wednesdays. Touch base on this somewhat with Dave last week. Like we were talking about, you know, um, the main thing for people there, of course, you want the movie that they want to see. Yes. But when you get beyond that, you go to Sight, Sound, Seat, Service. Want a good picture on the screen? The awesome. Four S's. Absolutely. Good picture on the screen. The awesome, booming 7.1 Dolby Digital Surround Sound. You want that. Wonderful, awesome, beautiful. Nice luxury leather recliner with a table and reserved seating. And you want a good, clean movie theater with uh, hot, fresh food and a good staff. So sight, sound, seat service. That's about 80% of your customers. That's what they're looking for. That's what's important to them. And then about yeah, about 4% uh, you know, want some kind of rewards club, want some kind of, some kind of points program, which we have. About 4% of the customers want that free popcorn deal. We have free popcorn I on like Wednesdays. It. Free popcorn on Wednesdays. And uh, you get the theater group free popcorn bucket. You can get a refill Thursday through Tuesday for just $4. You don't have to be watching a movie. You can get off work, swing by, pop you up, get you a bucket of popcorn for $4, take it home and eat it. You know? eat it before you get home because the rest of the family wants them. There you go. You know, get you some popcorn. You get off work and <laughs> take it home and eat it and watch World Loose tonight. Whatever's on your mind. There you go. Come by on Wednesday. You buy a movie ticket. You eat free popcorn all night long. Fill up that bucket as much as you want. And on your way out the door, on the way home, get you another bucket full of popcorn take it to the house. Free popcorn on Wednesday with the bucket. All you got to do is watch a movie. Buy a movie ticket. So, you know, a lot of people are looking for that, about 4% of the customers. And then about 4% of the customers want uh, a premium 3D experience. So we're doing that with Real D. And then about 45% of our customers uh, want an adult beverage. And so that's why we serve adult beverages. So we're trying to, um, you know, service all of the needs of, of our patrons that, you know, want to come out and watch a movie. So, you know, we listen to that feedback and, and try to implement those things that the customers are looking for. All right, so. got to take a break. We'll come back. Max Smith is with us until 3.30, 3.30. The secretary of the uh, National Libertarian Party will be here with us, and we'll talk to her. And we got a lot of other guests going today, and we'll tell you who they are as we go along. Uh, I want to talk about Disney+. Plus. They have announced all of the information, and Zach, six ninety nine. What? Six ninety nine. For Disney streaming. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, half man. the cost, half the cost of Netflix. You hear that gut blood gushing, don't you? I hear that they may be rushing and getting in a, a hot bathtub full of water. Y'all need to ship them over a case of uh, bandages. <laughs> They're going to need And, you know, it. it's going to get worse because in that other kidney that's still functioning, Warner Brothers is going to ice pick that. Yeah, hard. they're coming on. All right. Yeah. We'll talk Nobody's about gonna put all up of with it that. in a few moments. 
here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Okay, we've been talking uh, during the break. Yeah. And, and let me just put it this way. Uh, Matt has been really straight and mm-hmm. very to the point about what Disney's going to do to Netflix. Well, it's not just Disney. I mean... And um, Warner. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Disney and Warner and all the other real studios that have been making motion pictures since Edison invented the light bulb, um, they're going to gut netflix so you had a nice run but it's over drop them in the drop them in the gutter bleed them out i mean that's you know you you don't uh you know it's 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 uh that's the mob just I mean, just know, think of just, this think think of it this way like it's in, over. when you're watching the godfather and the newspaper roll shows up yeah. and they open it up and there's a fish what does yeah. that mean it means that yeah. Beyonce netflix with, will, sleeps with the fishes netflix if they don't already they very quickly, we wish they hadn't, you know, thought they were going to be a movie studio. I mean, it's so cute. So many people think they're going to be movie studios. It's like, you know, thinking you're going to build cars. No, you're not. I mean, it's a cute thought, but, you know, you're not going to build cars. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk, come back. I'll tell you what Disney's going to offer you when we come back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith is here. But first, let's catch up on what's happening around the world. Back with you. Matt Smith is here from all of the movie theaters here in central Arkansas, basically. He is the movie mogul. He really (laughs) is. Owns, you know, he owns Riverdale 10. He owns Hot Springs Cinema. VIP Cinema. Yes, we're moving up. Cabot VIP Cinema. Cersei VIP Cinema. Moving in that direction. Taking them all to the utmost that they can be, putting those recliners in every theater. It's all happening at his theaters. Still working to improve. We we uh, we got a little bit of lighting to do there in Cabot, and we got a little floor tile to do, but Cabot's pretty much done. Uh, we're putting the recliners into Cersei this year, and, of course, we are expanding, adding more screens and hot springs. So, I tell you yeah, what. Looking forward to it. Last night... Right before Hellboy, they showed a uh, couple of trailers, and uh-huh. uh, they showed Avengers 4. Nice. Okay. And I will tell you this much. Avengers 4 really shows off your sound system. You like it? Oh, my God. It was great last night. It was all over the theater. Mm-hmm. It was great. Glad and, to hear it. The movie Hellboy used glad it, to too. It. Yeah, glad to hear it. You know? I mean, look, you can have a great sound system, but if the... If the makers of the movies aren't using it, right, then it doesn't show. It doesn't sparkle the way it can. It sparkled last night, bud. It that, was great. That seven point one Dolby is for real. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Real. Yeah, really real. good stuff. Have, have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? Uh, I saw it today yes. on my phone. Yes, mm-hmm. strong, strong. It looks strong. good. There's yeah. was it Legends? Is that what they're talking yeah, about? It's just going to be great. I'm not sure. I mean, I love that trailer. I like. Well, I really liked it when Looks you know good. you got uh, the, the girls out there raised out there, mm-hmm. and she hears something coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you can't see it on the screen, basically. Right. So she pulls Luke's lightsaber out, lights it up, turns around. And here, it, it, didn't, it never showed Kylo Ren, but that's who was flying that ship. For, you know, basically, I could tell. And when she turns around and, and takes her stance, it's serious. Yeah. She, that looks really good. Looks really, really good. Strong motion picture. 
We'll be there. We'll they got to have they, you know, you got to go out with a bang, man. Yeah, it's, well, you it's going to be the way the first three were, you know. Yeah, it, it was the same way the first year. I thought the, in the first three, the last one wrapped everything up nice, and it was a great movie. Yep, it's going to be monster strong at Christmas. There's no doubt about it. Not yeah. that Avengers is a, is a, is a Avengers is going to hold the all time uh, pre ticket sale title for about six months. Yeah, and it's going to be good. interesting to see where they go next mm. because nobody's talking about that right now i think on april the 25th we'll have the most watching at the same time of motion picture in the history of the world really mm-hmm. which one's that avengers endgame oh endgame mm-hmm. okay i think i think on thursday april the 25th a lot of people there's a lot of unanswered questions Here's what's so great about Avengers exactly. Endgame. Exactly. It's Endgame mm-hmm. for this part Phase. of the Marvel Universe uh-huh. for MCU. New MCU kicking off. And everybody wants to see, one, the end of the old. Mm-hmm. Not really, but everybody want, is going to go out to see how who's going to die. Right. You know, it's like everybody who goes out to the Indy 500 goes to see who's going to crash. <laughs> But the bottom line is it, it's it's thick. There's going to be a lot in this motion picture. That's why it's three hours long. What, what, what I'm saying is last year, uh, screen count across the globe increased by 8%. There's 175,000 movie screens across the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vast majority of those will be playing in game on Thursday, April the 25th. And I got I, my tickets. And Me too. I, and I think it will be the the largest turnout for a single motion picture in the history of the globe. Goodness. Everybody in the world watching the same movie. Endgame has already set a record for the advanced ticket sales already and crashed several websites mm-hmm. the day the tickets went on sale. Um, the cinema exhibition industry is... Stronger today than it's ever been before, you know? Okay. Just going to tell everybody, on that day, at 7 p.m., I'll be in uh, uh, Auditorium 2, Cabot VIP Cinema, seats D3 (laughs) and D4. That's where I'll be. Well, the Cabot Senior... Don't call me. The Cabot Senior Class is buying (laughs) up all the 930 tickets. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. I think the whole senior class is coming. They've already bought out a couple of rooms. I'm glad I'm so, not going to sit with them, but yeah, I'm glad. The I'm, show. Yeah. Now, we've got a 6 o'clock, a 6.30, and a 7 o'clock on sale right now in Cabot. Uh, but uh, have no fear. If those if those seats sell out, we'll add another screen. Yeah. So you'll be able to see it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And that that's what's so great, and, and I think that's what people don't understand about what we're doing. Uh, it's unprecedented. Um, what we're doing out there. And, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, the streaming services are cannibalizing other avenues of home entertainment. But not the movie theater. Not exhibition, no. Um, and, and you know, I think there was, a, there was a time frame there when people would cry and whine and roll around the floor and complain, and people love to do that. And they would talk about how, <laughs> seriously, I mean, they, they come up with stuff to whine about. But they would whine and they would say, well, I, I'm, I'm paying up, let's just make up a number, I'm paying $100 a month for my cable subscription or my DirecTV subscription or my Dish subscription, and I got 500 channels, and it's costing me $100 a month, and I only watch 10 channels. 
man, I wish I could just pick the 10 channels that I want and pay for those. Yes. I really wish I could. You know, and they used to cry about that. Well, hey, man, shoot your mouth off and dreams come true. Now you're going to get to pick your 10 channels, Mm -hmm. and each one of the 10 channels is going to cost you $10 a month. And you'll spend a hundred dollars a month now, <laughs> but instead of instead of paying one entity and sending the hundred dollars to Comcast yeah. or sending the hundred dollars to Directv or sending the hundred dollars to Dish mm-hmm. to get five hundred channels, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna pay for the ten channels you watch, and it's gonna cost you a hundred dollars a month, and each one of those channels is gonna be ten bucks. So your wish came true. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. That's true. Yeah. So I but mean, guess you know, what? Right. The people that were out there. Getting your money before are going to continue to get your money. Exactly. Right. You want to know? Stuff. You know who's going right. to who's going to suffer? The the channels that only a very select few people really wanted to watch them because they were paying money to be on Directv and and Dish, and now if they go away, those people have no way of getting to you unless they start their own streaming service. Basically. Right. Pe- People, people do dumb things. I, I think the average person walking around out there is just somewhat low IQ when it comes to economics and business and the way they things They don't work. understand market freedom. Well, I, I mean, you know, it's like, hey, man, whoa, hey, there's a chance for us to bump up the minimum wage, $2. Man, we need to vote for that. Cool, man. You just voted price increases on everything you do. That's right. Whatever you're doing and now you're is gonna going to pay up. more taxes, and <laughs> really, you come out losing. Whatever you're doing now is going up. Because, yeah, you're right. losing. And people say stupid things. And, I mean, they'll 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 actually have the newspapers call and talk to people. And either they'll talk to a manager who's a dummy or they'll talk to a business owner who's a liar. And, and, and they'll quote these people, like in the Democrat Gazette or in the Wall Street Journal or something. And, 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 and I read that, and I kind of want to – I kind of puke a little in my mouth. I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> just kind of – the bile comes up. next. Yeah, nasty because tasting. either one, they're quoting an idiot who just needs to be taken out back and hit in the head with a claw hammer because he's a waste <laughs> of oxygen, or they're quoting a liar because these guys will say in the paper, they'll say, well, you know, I know the minimum wage is going up and everything, but hey, I tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to increase our efficiencies here, and we're going to run a leaner ship, you know, and we're going to better utilize our current employees and staff, and we are not going to raise our prices we're going to hold the line. Yeah. Right? Has it happened at McDonald's? You, sir, are either an idiot, and we need to claw hammer you, or you're a liar. Because if you and run, we should shoot you. If you run a business <laughs> every day when your eyes pop open and you wake up, you should be running as lean as mean as you can. Yeah. Right then, that day. Right then, that day, as lean as mean as you can. That is your job as a business. Lean and mean. If you're not running that way, you mean to tell me now you got three or four people just standing around and you're going to somehow tighten up? Or, you know, are you telling me right now you as a business owner or as a business manager are not doing everything you can to tweak the bottom line? So when you make that statement, either one, you're a dummy and you're not going to be in business long, or two, you're lying because you're already doing that. You're already running at what is peak efficiency. Before somebody throws an extra two dollar an hour cost yeah. on you, see, you're already running at peak efficiency. Nobody's standing around saying, "Man, I can run this joint with five people. I'm going to hire 15. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. I agree. So you know I, that that's you know it 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 
You know, it reminds me of Maxine Waters, man. I'm going to jump on these bankers because these student loan defaults. Come on, Maxine. <laughs> Come on, Maxine. You, Banks don't do student have loans. You watching, have you been watching some of these hearings that she chairs? Oh, my Lord. If what you, about these student loan defaults? <laughs> and, and I wanted one of them guys to say, Maxine, you loaning them the money, not yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, It's a government loan program, yeah. man. Yeah, it's on you, Maxine. I, I just, I, you know. In I, fact, I, it's on the American taxpayer. It sure is, sadly. All yeah. those defaults are. That's I mean, exactly you know, right. I, it's coming out of our pocketbook. You know, it, it reminds me of. of Makes you know, me want to give them free uh, tuition. Well, it reminds me of the financial crisis, right? You know, you got somebody that go out here and and go in debt a hundred thousand dollars to get a job that pays twenty thousand dollars a year. You know, I mean, you borrowing money to get a bachelor's degree in social work. I yeah. mean, really? I mean, that alone, d- d- sitting down and deciding you need to take out a student loan to get a bachelor's degree in social work, that alone tells me you're too stupid to go to college. You don't <laughs> need to go. You're gonna go a hundred grand in debt. And spend four or five years of your life to get a job that pays twenty grand a year. But well, you know, you're too dumb to go to college. But they get to go somewhere and drink out of a beer bong. You know what I'm saying? Man, whatever. I mean, it, there's just something lost here when, like, you look at America. You play beer pong. You look at America, <laughs> and you got these good jobs out there. You know, like police officer, okay, firefighter, okay, nurse, all right, welder, all right. And you can't find people to do them. And they don't have enough people coming out of school to take the jobs, right? And then somebody wants to borrow a hundred grand to go to school for five years to get a job that pays twenty. And I why obviously they're not teaching math in high school. That's all I'm saying. All right, economics say sure. I'm just I, it, it, All right, let's take a break. Matt's gonna be here for another forty five minutes. I'll see if I can ask you another question that'll send him off on a rant. I love his rants. All right, we'll be back with more on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Seriously, you saw that hearing, didn't you? Back with you. Matt stepped out. Had to go cool his jets a little bit. Uh, That whole Disney thing again? Zach, I know you are as interested in it as I am. We were talking about this yesterday Mm because it was big news when they came out. It's going to start in November. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be six ninety nine a month. There's no additional charges. Uh, they're going to do like Netflix. It's looking like they're going to rotate the material that they get. They got so much material to pull from. Yeah, that they rotate stuff. I just want to be able. To, look, my big thing is I'd like to be able to go back and see some of the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I like to watch uh, Swiss Family Robinson again, or. Uh, what was the, the the computer wore tennis shoes? You know, early like early Kurt Russell uh, movie, The Love Bug. I like to see The Love Bug again. You know, the, what's some of the other ones that were great back in that? You know, that darn cat. And uh, what was what was the one with Dean Jones? Not was it Dean Jones? Is that who was in all the Disney movies in the day? He played the shaggy uh, the shaggy dog. Was that Gene? Could be. Could be. I think it was Dean Jones, yeah, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Right. You know, those are the movies that I look forward to uh-huh. when Disney starts streaming. It's okay. a lot of the classic stuff. I was just talking. Oh, gotcha. Swiss Family Robbins. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, if your choice is subscribe to Netflix or subscribe to Disney, a lot of people will Netflix. I'll subscribe to both. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to have three services. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I was talking mm-hmm. about this yesterday. Okay. I'll have Amazon. I'll okay. have Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I will have... 
uh, Disney. Okay. Uh, I I like some of the stuff that mm-hmm. uh, Netflix does. And that means you will abandon Comcast Cable or Dish or DirecTV. Cu- I'm cutting back on my DirecTV. Okay. Right. You know? But you're not going to stop going to the movies. No. Therein no. lies and, my argument. And, and that's what's in... Well, see, I'm one of those people... Therein lies my argument. ...that loves seeing movies with other people exactly. and having... That great sound system you got? Mm-hmm. Look, I got a Bose sound system mm-hmm. in my own house. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. it's not like your sound system that you have in your theater. Then you don't have you don't have a fifty foot screen. Yeah, and I don't have a fifty foot screen. You're exactly wrong with right. Bone, but like what one hundred and fifty people basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's never going to change. I mean, the technology at the theaters is going to constantly be upped. Yeah. In the eighties, it was sound. In the nineties, mm-hmm. it was stadium seating. Uh, between 2000 and 2010, the big thing was digital light projection, going to digital, getting ready for, rid of film. Now it's luxury seating and yeah. alcoholic beverages and food. I'm waiting for holograms. Something's next. You know, lasers. I want a something. hologram. Something. Wow. I want a holodome. Something's you know? coming. Wow. High frame rate. I mean, I don't know. Something's coming. So that's not going to change. Uh, but. Don't want them to change. Yeah. Theaters are going to keep amping up the technology. But right. I'll tell you something. Last year set an all-time record for movie cinema experience or, okay. or movie cinema movie cinema attendance last year across the world. Set an all-time record. Streaming also set an all-time record last year. Both yeah, what of was, set an all-time what record. What was the difference in numbers? Oh, I, I don't know that offhand. But the the what is paying the price on that? is traditional old-school media like cable and broadband. Or, excuse me, broadcast. Okay. Cable and broadcast is down. Oh, yeah. Streaming and moviegoing is up. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And so moviegoers are still going to the movies, but people are abandoning traditional uh, providers like cable and dish, and they're going to the streaming services. That's where the change is. Uh, they said that a person uh, that uh, goes to the movies one or two times a year is not likely to be a streamer. A person that goes to the movies 10 to 12 times a year streams product. They feed on themselves. A movie the movie goer that goes 52 <laughs> times a week, you know, or a year, right? you know, they're going to stream more than one site. <laughs> People that are doing the streaming content are movie goers. It's, yeah. it's not the same product, but yet if you're in that entertainment lineup that's part of what you're doing you are a movie watcher you you know that's yeah. that's that's what you do and so you're watching some movies at home and you're watching some I mo- watch sports and yes. i watch movies mm-hmm. yes and you're going to watch some movies at home and you watch some movies in the theater that's right and and you know i one of my biggest problems with netflix is just there's too much content and most of it's bad you know and I, and i wish they would get it together and you know hey they made a cute little movie in the Highway Men. It was a cute little made-for-TV movie. It would have never been released to movie theaters. Never. I, I, I'm glad they got it made. I'm glad that they did that. I just wish there was a way to stamp that content as in being good. You know, if some if 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 some original programming shows up on Cinemax or some original programming shows up on HBO, generally that is of a high quality. Product. Speaking of new programming on HBO Sunday night, Are Game talking? of Thrones mm-hmm. is back on HBO this Sunday. That's going to be huge. Season eight. 
There's only six episodes. That's it. Yeah, and I guess all of them are going to be about an hour and a half or Feature longer. Mm-hmm. But that's a quality product, and when you get HBO, you get that. True. And, and with Netflix, Netflix just takes a bunch of stuff, kind of throws it on the wall. Some of the stuff they're throwing is bags of crap, and then some of it's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of it's just, just got awful. And and I, I don't even... But, I you mean, know, be honest with you here, um, Matt, that's the way the music business was. I mean, when it used to be that you could only buy albums, and mm-hmm. you'd buy an album so you could get that big, big hit that somebody had come out like, and it was Radar Love or whatever, a lot of the stuff that you got with the album was nothing but filler. It wasn't the same kind of quality put into that other stuff. I... I agree with that. What I don't like about the whole Netflix thing is there's not a category there. Um, I wish Netflix would stay in its lane and just take its best product and 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 try to get Emmy awards for it to to clarify what is worth watching on there. Because I think an Emmy does that for television. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. And you know when when you see uh, HBO. Uh, one more Man, Emmys, they than, sweep up one the more Emmys, Emmys than anybody else in history. There's a reason. You basically you saying know. Netflix should go back to the way it was from, from 2014 to 2016 with House of Cards and how they were just dropping all these great TV series basically on their website, and that was pretty much it. Come you on, think, man. You wouldn't even think real. about movies. That's For what real. you're saying. I mean, you look at stuff like House of Cards and you look at like uh, Orange is the New Black, and I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a couple other awesome. Stranger Things. Just these awesome series on there that, you know, got Emmy consideration and it was well deserved. And they were staying in their wheelhouse. And, you know, I mean, HBO makes good movies, but HBO doesn't say, we're going to release this to theaters because we think that. I mean, come on, man. Seems like they tried that. HBO, no, they don't. They just, they, they make their movies straight for HBO. And they're quality movies, but they're making them, they're not trying to pretend they're something else. All right. We'll talk. We'll finish this discussion. No, we won't. Uh, We'll be back to talk about more when we come back from the news. All right, let's get into uh, the 3 o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt's here. Look out now. If you want to watch us on, uh, you know, our Facebook account, Dave Ellswick Show on Facebook. Hey. Here we are. Afternoon. Good to have you here. We got Appreciate like, you joining us. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So. Too bad that you missed. I, I wish that we had had this on the camera and sound so you could listen to Matt talking to his daughter just a moment ago, <laughs> which was great. He's doing FaceTime with her. Oh, man. I tell you, she got 15 out of 15 on her kindergarten spelling test. That was a big deal. Now she's heading to art lab. And everybody says, Dave, <laughs> you always pay attention to your phone. Of course I yeah. am. What, the uh, Cubs are on who today. Who are they playing today? They're playing uh, the Los Angeles Angels. Nice. They're up five to one in the bottom of the six. There you go. Okay. I kind of just take a peek at it every once You've in a while. You've been out to a Travelers game yet? It just opened last I night. I know. No, I haven't been. I'll be probably not this weekend. Next weekend. It looks like it might get here. rained out this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, probably. Did you just hear what? how much yeah. rain they said? Yeah, up you to told three me. inches. You told me. It's good movie going weather. I yeah, like it. it will be. And, and it'll, it'll help this I'll pollen. Be. It'll help this pollen bomb we're in. I was driving in on Wednesday, (laughs) and the pollen was so thick over Little Rock. As I'm coming down 67, you get a good look at the city 
when you're coming around the corner down there, and lo and behold, it looked like we were in a sandstorm. Like a mini dust bowl going yeah, over there. Yeah, it was Unreal. amazing how much Unreal. pollen was out. So anyway, anyway, we were talking TV. Yes. Okay? So um, a couple things. Deep State is coming back on EPIX. Okay. okay so it's coming back on. Uh, so which which is great. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but it's I awesome. Haven't seen it. It's a good. It's a good espionage thriller. Really good. Okay. They've also got another one on there called Berlin Station. I saw a couple episodes yep. of yep. that. It was pretty good. Yep. Pretty good show. But but Deep State is back uh, this weekend, and then Cinemax has a new show. Uh, Strike Back just went off, so they got a new show that's replacing Strike Back. Okay. It's called Warrior. Okay. What is it about? It is based on the writings of Bruce Lee. Oh, that'd be good. Bruce Lee wrote a TV show, and the way he had pitched it is um, um, he was going to play a guy who comes from China to San Francisco in 1878. Uh-huh. Um, During the gold rush time. And the, the trials and tribulations that he had. And basically, they took his pitch and made Kung Fu, which was some American white dude. James, uh, it was the Carradine. Yep. Uh, and his trials and tribulations, and I can't remember where they set that. Um. Anyway, Warrior is actually what Bruce Lee wrote, and uh, they have brought in the director who directed Banshee, which was on Cinemax. Oh, that was a good show. Yes, they brought one of the stars from Banshee on for this. They brought in uh, Justin Lin, who directed some of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. Uh, he's executive produced this thing. And the first, they've had a bunch of docu information about it and a, a bunch of behind the scenes you could watch i've watched all that last friday was the first episode superior awesome cool a million times better than badlands on amc i really think you like it it's no. really good warrior on cinemax comes on on friday nights i haven't watched this last season of badlands i've got it all dvr'd but i haven't watched it, it looked like it got a little weird it's kind of cheesy and you know uh, Warrior is far superior. There's an Irish cop storyline in Warrior. There's obviously the main character who is very much a Bruce Lee type in Warrior. And then there's a, there's a whole deal dealing with the politics and the mayor and what they're doing in San Francisco in 1878 and what's going on with the Chinese coming in from China and everything is happening there and, and that tension. And I just highly recommend it. Right. I really like it. I thought it was better than Strike Back. I t- well, Strike Back was good until they got rid of Stevenson and the other guy that were True. doing it. True. True. The, the new guys were just I think not you'll as really good. like it. Not as good. In fact, I don't think Strike Back was ever as good as it was in the first two seasons. Right. That, that lady they had playing MI6 yep. is really good. On. She was good, man. She was really good. Really good. You'll like Warrior Cinemax. You'll like okay. it. Okay. That's good. Definitely. I, I like that. I've been. I've been watching Sabrina on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, the Archie comics uh, that was done. It's a much darker version of it. But I I almost had enough of it Mm. this week. Uh, It was a third episode. And you got, you know, some minor characters that, you know, play in maybe 30, 35% of the episodes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And one was Susie, mm-hmm. which I kind of like Susie because she was a conflicted teenager. Okay. Her her daddy was abusive and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Well, she's now become Theo. 
And she's what? she's yes yeah, she's she's now decided that she's a boy, hmm. and uh, is tried out for the boys' basketball team. And Sabrina did a little magic and helped her make the team. And you know the magic thing is this: you 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 do things like that, and you think you're helping somebody, and maybe you're not. So you, you she makes it so that Susie makes the basketball team, and now. She shows up in the boys' locker room wanting to change and get ready for the game, and she's, like, all stressed out and freaked out because the boys are like, okay, you had to change. We're going to sit here and watch. Mm. You know, and she gets all upset about it, and, and my whole thing was, you know, I already think this is stupid letting, you know, boys act like girls and girls act like boys and yada, yada, yada. And I don't need that in my viewing, you know, man, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why you have to take a narrative and necessarily make it political. Yeah, I agree. Or try to add in these statements. I, I, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's swung in a totally different direction. Um, you know, we were talking about the Bruce Lee thing, and, and they were talking about how, um, you know, characters and things like that used to get whitewashed back then. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, and you would take uh, you would take a guy like, um, I don't know, Jerry Lewis or somebody yeah. and make them an Asian character in a movie as opposed to giving that Getting an movie Asian. to an Asian, to an, you know, giving that role to an Asian person. Sure. But... When you think back to the 1950s, uh, it's not like American movies were playing in China. You're exactly right there. They had movie theaters. Right. It was a communist country. They had, uh, you know, open ditches for uh, sewers, and they had, you know, a hole in the ground as a restroom, and they didn't have a movie theater, and it was a communist country, and it had just come off of a war. And mm-hmm. So, you know, the movie was only playing in the United States. And so if you wanted to make that movie and you wanted somebody to watch it, you had to put somebody in it in 1952 that people had heard of. So I, I don't... It's like Charlie Chan. When you watch the old Charlie Chan movies, they had they actually had a Chinese guy played a part, but he was a stereotype yes. of a Chinese person. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even talking about like the weird stereotypes. I'm just saying somebody you're going to have in the role. You know, the, the the only place the movie's playing is in the United States, and you've got to have a bankable star that people have heard of to get them to watch the movie. It's even that, so, it's still that way. Well, to 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 a much lesser extent, I just don't think that a lot of that was racism as they try to portray it. Yeah, more so as a reality of the business decision. Protecting your investment. Just a reality of the business decision. Yeah, sure. I mean, if, if you had taken someone else and stuck them in that role, even if they were a great uh, Chinese actor, nobody would watch the film. Let me give you another example of this. It's happening right now. Okay. Uh, and I'm watching the series. Fossey and Vernon. And, you know, Gwen Vernon and, and Bob Fossey were married 27 okay. years. He was a great choreographer. This is a series? Yeah, just started this week. What's it called? Uh, Fossey and Vernon. Okay. It's on, uh, maybe it's History Channel. I don't okay, know. okay. So anyway, I'm watching it because I'm a big uh, Bob Fossey fan. He's a great choreographer. And uh, they his first movie that he 
directed was Sweet Charity. I don't know if okay. you remember that musical or not. And Gwen Vernon had killed it on Broadway. I mean, mm-hmm. killed it. And she's a beautiful woman, all right? Mm-hmm. And they they got ready to make the movie. She was going to star in it, and they were putting a lot of money behind it, the producers were, and they decided to make sure they got their money back. She wasn't going to draw the crowd, so they put Shirley MacLaine in. Well, the problem yeah. was Shirley MacLaine was not the person to put in Sweet Charity. Just was not. Couldn't dance or couldn't do the... Yeah, okay. that's not very good as far as that. Bottom line, movie lost $20 million. Whoa! $20 million in what, like 1966 money? Lots Whoa. of money, all right. Oh, that put somebody so, under. Yeah, yeah. So we wow. we watching that, and it was pretty interesting. But that's a good example of it. It didn't work out for them, mm. but they took one right, out right, because right. they wanted, quote, a bankable star. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you're you're trying to get you know you're trying to get somebody to leave the house and go do something. Yes. You know, and a lot of somebody's. If you're talking about a moder- you know, if you're talking about a motion picture, and the money's going to be invested in. Especially back in that time when you didn't have as no, 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 the same kind of movie going experience. No, not at all. I, I you know, I was watching, and, and you talk about the history, and I like, I like to, I love stuff on the History Channel, and I watch a lot of documentaries and things. And PBS AETN's got a documentary going right now about Reconstruction. Well, that'd be interesting, and and I I have DVR that because you know you 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 got the guy, you got the guy Cory Booker that's talking about reparations. Oh yeah, you know and 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 you know and and I am I am fascinated by what you know World War Two, World War One, yes. Civil War. I'm fascinated by those things, and I, I I like to learn something new about that. You know, um. Anyway, they 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 go on to this thing about how, uh, and, and Cory Booker has said that. You know, when the Civil War ended, uh, everybody was supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. That's right. And they're owed that, right? And and I thought, you know, really? And and I was trying to get some clarity on that, but that was never actually a thing. That was never actually a law. Nope. They they had a deal where uh, they started this thing called the Freed Men's Bureau, and the guy that was appointed and put in charge of that, he came up with the idea— because they had seized all of this acreage during the war. And his idea was to give everyone 40 acres and a mule out of this seized property. Not everyone. Freed black men. I'm sorry. I thought I, I, when I okay, I didn't say that because I said the Freedmen's Bureau. Okay. I, I, I right. thought they, they knew what that okay. was. But yeah, exactly. So they were going to get 40 acres and a mule. And this was this guy's idea. And so this was his pitch. We've got the Freedmen's Bureau. We're going to help these. We're going to help this situation. We're going to give everybody forty acres and a mule. Everybody that's been freed from the Emancipation Proclamation right, in the right. war, and that was his idea. And so that's what he pitched to Congress, right? But it was never approved. It was never the law. It was never anything that was that was granted, right? Okay, but the way it's portrayed now is though it was promised the government to pe- screwed everybody, right? But it was an idea. It was a pitch. But what happened to make that fall apart, and I think a lot of people don't think about this, you know, one thing that, that a lot of people don't think about is is 600,000 Union troops were killed to end slavery. And that's hardly ever mentioned. So what about the 600,000 guys who got up one day and said, yo, man, I'm taking this gun. I'm going to go down here and stop this. This is not right. Right. Those 600,000 people that died are never really mentioned, nor is their family given much credit. So, I mean, if we're going to hand something out, 
like Cory Booker saying, what about the families of those 600,000 dudes right. that died? That fought for those people's to end freedom. It, to, yeah, to get it right. So that's never mentioned. But anyway, forget about that. What people don't think about, and, and another reason this is on my mind, is April the 9th is when the Civil War ended. So you had the whole thing at a, the, the Potomac's courthouse, right, where, where right. Lee surrendered. What people don't understand is when Lee went there and surrendered, that ended the war per se, but what that ended was the organized conflict. Correct. Right? You still had all these people in the South with horses, with guns, with ammunition, Malicious. with cannon, whoever, right? And so Lee signed a treaty saying, okay, we're ending this war. Hey, fellas, go home. Well, there's a lot of guys heading home now with guns and ammo and horses that didn't want the war to end. And so, you know, how long did you want these guys floating around in the South shooting and killing Union troops that were occupying the South mm-hmm. under these guerrilla tactics? Yeah. It could have went on for a very long time. Yes, just, it could. Right. Just like take a look at, oh, you know, we go into Iraq. And and very quickly we defeat the Iraqi army. And then we say, okay, this is over. You know, victory, victory, says George Bush. And then for years, you got roadside bombings and killings because these guys went rogue. These guys went guerrilla warfare tactics, right? Yep. Okay, you would have had the same situation at the end of the Civil War. If you seized everybody's land and decided then you would give it away to the freedmen, right? All these guys that just went home because Lee told them to go home, and they're still armed to the teeth and pissed off. Yeah. And, and and didn't really want to stop fighting. Now they're going home. How are you going to keep them from fighting and killing? Well, if you take their land, it's going to be even worse. Obviously, isn't it? they're going to keep fighting and killing. Yeah. And and so and and so so Jackson has these people sign these loyalty oaths uh-huh. to the United States government. I and love if, that you're talking about this because most people have never heard this stuff. Yeah. So 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 Andrew Jackson says, "Hey, look, you know, I tell you what, you know, give up your arms." And sign loyalty oaths to the Union, and we'll let you have your stuff back. It was their stuff anyway, right? So that's how they really got peace and just kept these Union soldiers from getting jumped, ambushed, guerrilla warfare, killed. But nobody says anything about that. Right, that that, but that's really when Lee signed the document. That didn't necessarily bring about the peace. And I mean, look at all the killing you got from it, in Syria or 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 in in Iraq, because you've ended the organized fighting between two big armies. Mm-hmm. But all these dudes that you told them they just lost you got are still armed who, and dangerous. Join the underground, and, and and right, and so they're out here to snipe and kill Union troops and whatever. So in an effort to stop that. Jackson, who was president at the time, said, hey, you know, I'm going to give you your land back if you put down your arms and you pledge an allegiance to the United States. You come back into the Union. And these guys had to go do that. And and a lot of them had to go to Washington, D.C. and see the president in person to swear allegiance to the United States again. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a great deal. It's on PBS now, and, and they've had like two episodes this week, and then like they're going to have the conclusion next week. All right. Might so. want to check it out and watch it on AETN. All right, a break. Then we'll finish it up with Matt. He'll run across the movies that are showing at the cinemas when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's finish up this half hour. Coming up in the next half hour, 
Uh, Bill Verkeen's going to be here from the Libertarian Party in uh, Arkansas, and he's brought in their national secretary. She's going to join us, and I've seen people with colored hair, but she's got flaming pink hair. We got, we got. I, I'm looking forward to having her on today. I, I personally want to talk to Bill about what's the uh, state Libertarian Party going to do about the way the uh, legislature changed how many signatures you have to get your party on the ballot. Ouch. Okay, moving on Go to ahead. something light. Yes. If you're up north in the big city of Searcy, and remember, the food menu at all of these movie theaters is exactly the same. All these movie theaters offer free popcorn on Wednesday, and we're serving beer and wine and Cabot at Riverdale and in Hot Springs. If you're up north, it's com. New this week, Little Hellboy. Missing Link, Held Over by Popular Demand, Shazam, Pet Cemetery, Dumbo, Captain Marvel, Five Feet Apart, Us, and Unplanned. That's CerseiCinema.com. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating at all four locations. Wednesday, we'll have Breakthrough, the new faith-based Christian film. And next Thursday, we'll have The Curse. And, of course, Avengers Endgame is on April 25th. Tickets for all those are on sale at com. If you're in Little Rock, Riverdale10.com. We're playing Hellboy, Little, and Missing Link, all new today. Held over Shazam, Pet Cemetery, Us, Dumbo, Captain Marvel, Best of Enemies, and exclusively at Riverdale 10, The Mustang, and The Aftermath. Riverdale10.com. Tuesday night, the Arkansas Times presents Stop Making Sense from 1984 at 7 o'clock. Those tickets are on sale at the website. Thursday night, we have The Curse. And, of course, next Friday, we'll have Teen Spirit. Riverdale10.com for more information. In Hot Springs, it's HotSpringsVIP.com. HotSpringsVIP.com. New today is Little. Held over is Shazam, Dumbo, Captain Marvel, and Pet Cemetery. Tickets are on sale for Avengers Endgame, which is April the 25th at HotSpringsVIP.com. And that first week in May, we're playing... Pokemon Pikachu, the detective. Check it out. Right. Good for kids. PG. HotSpringsVIP.com. If you're in Dave's hometown. Quickly. Cabot. It is CabotVIPCinema.com. We're playing Little. Six seconds. Little Hellboy, Missing Link, Shazam, Pet Cemetery, Dumbo, Captain Marvel, Five Feet Apart, and us. Here's your news. <laughs> All right. I'm getting tired of hearing that Dave's back. Dave's been back for five years from the other station that he used to be at, and Here's the key. If you'll just tell your friends that you listen to my show, then we're going to be fine. I had a a city councilman say, I didn't know where you went. (laughs) Dude, it's not like I'm hard to find. Pretty easy. You're sitting right here. Yeah. I've never gone anywhere. I've been right here. I've been living in uh, the Little Rock area now almost 20 years. Just the way it uh, has worked out. Been on radio in Little Rock since 2000. If you can't find me, you're not looking real hard. Yeah, just saying that you're not you're not you're not wanting to be filled with facts instead of somebody well, just talking about you know something from the National Enquirer or something. Well, clearly he wanted you to come to his house and tune his dial. For I him. guess, I guess uh, I had to find his car and set his car radio because mm-hmm. most people listen to radio on, in the car. Anyway, you brought a special guest. William Brackeen is here in the studio. No, I got to take something up with you before we get her on the air, dude. You have not been on the show to talk about geek stuff. I know. As 
my work situation has changed, and I and but uh, it doesn't work out to where I can have the free time in the afternoon. Uh, okay, like I used to. Okay, so it's kind of you know up the. I mean, I can still go on Shane Show occasionally. You know, that's a Saturday, and uh, I might be able to call in from time to time. Well, we'll do that. do that. We'll just make it till you call in because we miss you. Well, I miss being yeah, here. Yeah. So in a, in in a, a manly way. Yes. <laughs> I just want you. To, I want to make that clear to okay. everybody. All right. Okay. It, you know, bring Not it, that there's anything wrong with that. Talk but. about our guests here now. Okay. This I brought with me today, uh, Karen Ann Harlos. Uh, I'm getting a weird echo in my head here. Um, That's that, your that, fault, that, that not mine. Normal. That might be normal. But um, <laughs> I've got uh, Karen Ann Harlos. She is the Libertarian National Committee Secretary uh, for this for the National Party. Okay. Uh, she is uh, known in libertarian circles as the pink flame of liberty. I can't imagine why. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she hosts, uh, she's the hostess of uh, the Big L podcast, which is a, uh, a podcast dedicated to all things Libertarian Party. It's the Big L podcast where size does matter. Okay. And uh, you also have the Pink Flame of Liberty YouTube channel. That's cool. Am I forgetting anything? No, that's it so far. That's enough right now. Yeah, that sounds like a full plate to me. And she's also going to be the keynote speaker at the Libertarian Party of Arkansas convention tomorrow. Take your umbrella. Yes. You'll well, be inside, it's, it's, it's indoors. take your umbrella. Yes. This is going to be raining. So yeah, where I, are you going to be I'm at? a Libertarian. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I could do that. So you tell me, where is it going to be held at this it's year? It's going to be at the Comfort Inn uh, Presidential on I-30. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you can get your tickets at lpar.org. Is that the one that's across the street from the Holiday Inn? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if there's no room, if you com- if you decide that you're hearing this and you just got to come here, Karen Ann, speak, mm-hmm. uh, if there's no room at the Comfort Inn, you can get a room across the road at the Holiday Inn. Okay. So there's, then, pl- there's plenty of places to stay. And you can take, they'll take you over there if yes. you ask them for a ride mm-hmm. so you don't have to swim. Yes. <laughs> which you might have to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How long have you been with the Libertarian Party? Since September 17th, 2014, which I know that date because that's the date that Ann Coulter said if you were going to vote Libertarian, she would come and drown you. <laughs> and um, I remain undrowned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she probably didn't have a cigarette or got didn't have her gum. But, yeah, it has not been that long, but it really was a come-to-Jesus moment because I wasn't a voter before. I wasn't political at all before. Yeah, and what made you political all of a sudden? I mean, I, you were listening to Ann Coulter, evidently. Well, my husband was much more political than, than I was. Okay. And you're online a lot. You can't help but see those sorts of things, even if you're not necessarily looking to them. That's true. I actually became political over the course of 15 minutes because I wanted to – I heard the word libertarian. I was curious as to what it meant. I went to uh, the main website, lp.org. I read the first few paragraphs on the platform, and I didn't even bother reading the rest. I opened up the Secretary of State of Colorado and switched my voter registration on the spot. It just, it, it, I, the way I like to say it is, it sang to my heart. The words there, my jaw dropped. It was like, you know, it was, you know, I, I am a Christian. I make a lot of Christian analogies. So it That's really fine. was like hearing the, the gospel in politics. Good. I have no problem. You got a faith-based show right here, so yeah. no big deal of uh, being a Christian on the Dave Ellswick show at all. 
Yeah, I've authored a Christian commentary, actually, that is used at Liberty. Um, I, eschatology was my specialty. Okay, future things. Okay, gotcha. I went to Southwest uh, Theological Seminary in Fort Worth. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've become much more a non-denominational person. In fact, I'm more of a, uh, I, I believe in the Judeo-Christian belief system, not the, quote, just Christian, because Christianity over the last 20 years has gone far towards trying to get the Jewishness out of us, and we should be getting Jewishness in us, so to speak, since Jesus was mm-hmm. a Jew. Now, I know yeah. that's tough for some people to handle. But oh, not it, for me at all. I, it's I the come, truth. I come from the Calvary Chapel movement, which, oh, good. which you know emphasizes that sort of thing. See, you should have told me all of this. We'd be, we're, we're, we're brothers and sisters right now, as far as I'm concerned. So what do you think about, I I don't know if Arkansas is the only state that's doing this, but the national parties have gone out of their way to try to lock out other parties that aren't quote national parties, so to speak, you know, the parties, uh, they're doing that now on a state level here in Arkansas. They're trying to make it very difficult, I believe, for the Libertarian Party. I don't think they're worried that much about the Green Party. No. But the bottom line is they are worried about the Libertarian Party because the reason that's happening is that uh, the Libertarian Party are, are picking up people from the Republican Party because Republicans tend not to live up to... Uh, you know, their platform. It is happening everywhere. And it, to me, is an abomination. And most people are very ignorant of it. It does not require anyone to support the Libertarian Party or the Green Party to be absolutely appalled at the ballot censorship. And if you think back at the founding of our country, that would have been unthinkable that you have basically these two conglomerates that are conspiring with each other to keep all other voices out. It's it, it's like Coke and Pepsi deciding we can't have any other competitors. And people then get the impression that parties such as the Libertarian Party aren't on the ballot because we just couldn't cut it or, we, you know, we just, you know, kind of not organized. That's not it. It's actively censored but there is some uh sweet justice at times there was one time the the ballot access laws almost kept a republican off the ballot because they forgot to file certain paperwork Mm -hmm. but of course they got off the hook for that one yeah Yeah. i mean they're they're trying to do it in texas too okay so right now so bill Um, i've heard that you all are going to file suit we have filed so it has Mm -hmm. been filed now okay so When's your first court date? On? Uh, that's to be determined. Uh, the The suit has been filed. Uh, I mean, we know the, the legislature has done this twice before, virtually the exact same bill. And it's been struck down as unconstitutional both times. Uh, it's clearly targeted us. Uh, we're the only third party that's been on the ballot in Arkansas for anything other than president since 2014 okay and uh, the green party was on in 2014 they haven't been on since they haven't even attempted to do to gather the 10,000 signatures that were previously required yeah, they were just out to make a little bit of money yeah. whoever that lady was that ran that last time she, yeah and she ran a pretty good scam i got to give her credit i'm a jill stein yeah mm-hmm. yeah she she walked away with some, some pretty good cash off yeah. of that 
and it i mean it's it's blatantly just to essentially as i read it we got one tenth of a percent away from full ballot access for governor because west did pretty well didn't yeah mark got 2.9 percent of the vote we were by our count i think we were 830 votes away from full ballot access and so they've decided since we got so close it's time to move the goalposts yeah and they trent garner is the senator who proposed this and he's uh, said that uh, it was to pre- prevent non-serious candidates from uh, being on the ballot and, and to prevent ballot overcrowding. F- almost 60% of the seats were unopposed. What crowding is he talking about? Right. It, it, I mean, it's it's just it's ridiculous. There's no basis for it. So, you know, the, the essentially it looks to me like they're they've got a supermajority in both houses. Mm-hmm. They've got every constitutional office. Yep. They've got all four congressional seats. Yep. They've got both Senate seats. What are they scared of? I um, mean, I, did, I didn't, understand. Didn't Asa have like almost sixty percent of the vote. Uh, a little over, a little, I a little over. I mean, almost yeah. like sixty-five percent. So uh, clearly, we're not. You know, I don't agree with the argument that we that we tip races one way or the other, and that's that's an argument you can have. But we're clearly not tipping any races in Arkansas mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, the, at least not to, to Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> we, we might have tipped one or two to Republicans, but it's not. Uh, it's just not happening, and it's just totally geared toward keeping us off the ballot. Who's going to represent you guys in court? Do you have the uh, lawyer's name? We have uh, James Linger. He okay. is a ballot access specialist. He prosecutes cases of this nature all over the country. Uh, well, like I said, it, it's been struck down as unconstitutional twice. We have no doubt it's going to be struck down as unconstitutional for a third time. We notified the legislature that it was unconstitutional uh, when we testified before the House and the Senate committees on this. They voted it in anyway. Uh, with no debate, yeah. So you know, it's so that that's the kind of representation that you're getting in the state of Arkansas. By the way, uh, they have their agenda. They decide what they're going to do before the session even starts, and they do it regardless of what anybody says. Uh, and th- they they're behaving like our rulers, not our representatives. All right. So so. Well, they're behaving like your fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, People need to realize when you hear things like, oh, ballot overcrowding, Mm -hmm. just think of how patronizingly paternalistic that is. They're protecting you from yourself because, you know, poor little you will be confused and they need to save you from that. Imagine if they did that with anything else, with TV channels or with bands or any other Mm -hmm. commodity that's out there. It is absolutely insulting to freedom and insulting to the voters. They're better than you. They know better because you will be confused. That is appalling. I am of the opinion. I don't care if it's a party I agree with or disagree with. I would be just as vehement for the Socialist Workers Party to be on the ballot who I loathe with the hatred of a thousand burning suns wait you're not a cortez fan well that listen i've got a girl crush on cortez just because (laughs) she's adorable i do not like her politics but i do have a girl crush but i had a girl crush on sarah palin before so you know i'm with you all right so you tell me what you're going to talk about 
you're, what you're going to talk. Oh, she knows. She had already seen our sale of Palin uh, uh, stand up. So you, you tell me, what are you going to talk about th- tomorrow? Well, there was one thing in the beginning that I guess wasn't mentioned. I, I've become sort of the unofficial party historian. And I've been digging a lot into the history of the party. I have a passion for history. And that's a lot of what I'm going to be talking about. Some of our history that I think has been lost or nearly lost, distorted. You know, political parties, even the Libertarian Party, has power factions. And some of them like to bury things. Other ones don't. And I don't care what the history says as far as if I like it or not. History is what it is, and the documents don't lie. So I've been going around the country teaching libertarians about their roots. It's been almost lost, and it's fascinating. Okay, so you do you believe in, was it uh, Huxley who said, he who writes the history controls the future? He who writes the history, yeah, uh, controls the narrative or... You know, is the victor writes the history type of thing. Yes, up to a point. Um, I but, you know, I I believe that there's always going to be some rascal that comes along that will show what really happened. Yeah. Produces the evidence. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take a lot of history that they believe. And they really didn't have any facts to back up the history. I mean, it was fun listening to Matt today talking about the show he was watching Mm -hmm. about Reconstruction and the things that had gone down in Reconstruction and where, you know, 20 acres and a mule came from, yeah. or 40 acres and a mule came from, and it had nothing to do with what Cory Booker says it had to do with. It's the false narrative. Yeah, and I, I think I bring a unique perspective in it. My, by pers- my profession is I'm a paralegal, and I used to do a lot of fraud investigation type work, insurance fraud things, you know, people dump the car in the canal or whatever. So I've learned to come at documents in a forensic way. I call it forensic mm-hmm. document examination. And they speak to you in a different way. And it's been very, very helpful to me in in my historical archive work. I was just telling my producer we're going to take a break right now. Got a break. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk further with the secretary of the Libertarian National Committee. That's coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We're back. I was told it was time to come back and talk again, Bill. So okay. we must talk. All right. uh, tell my listeners again what time it's going to be tomorrow. This is the uh, Libertarian Party's convention. It's going to happen tomorrow. Where at? What time? Tickets to hold nine yards. Okay. You can uh, find us tomorrow at the Comfort Inn Presidential here in Little Rock on I-30. Uh, registration will start about 9 a.m. Uh, we'll, the festivities will kick off at 9.30. We're going to be uh, electing officers. We're going to have Karen Ann Harlos as keynote speaker. We She is not the only member of the Libertarian National Committee who's going to be in attendance. Oh. Uh, we're going to have uh, Region 7 representative. She's over. Uh, she's not over. She's the representative on the LNC for Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, and Alabama. Oh, cool. We used to have Mississippi. They decided to, to drop out and be, do their own thing. Uh, but she's she's the representative. Sounds like them. a libertarian, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, she's uh, she's the uh, representative for those states. Uh, her name is Whitney Billiou. And uh, we're also going to have representative at large, Joe Bishop Henchman, is going to be in attendance. And we're going to have a an Ask the LNC panel where they – Basically, field questions uh, about uh, that's usually the best mm-hmm. part. Yeah, of the whole and, thing uh, really. 
So we're going to have that, uh, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Shane Knight is going to speak uh, also, and uh, if you if you know Shane. And uh, he's from uh, the Benton area. Okay. He's our uh, newly appointed political director. And uh, we're, of course, the usual suspects are going to be in attendance. Uh, Dr. Michael Paco, the chair, will be there. Right. Uh, Mark West, uh, has, he reported this afternoon that he may have a conflict, but we're currently expecting him. Uh, and uh, Joe... Uh, Joe Swafford is going to be there. He ran for Congress in the 2nd District. Mm-hmm. Michael Claggius is going to be there. He ran for Congress. Uh, we're going to have several other other uh, people are going to are going to be in attendance that you may have uh, seen on your Frank ballot. Frank going to be there? Uh, Frank actually messaged me this morning. Frank Gilbert is who we're talking about. He's run for governor, lieutenant governor, senate, yeah. uh, and he's been elected as a libertarian in Arkansas as a constable. Uh, he's the only person in the history of the state who's been elected as a Republican, an independent, and a libertarian. <laughs> Uh, and he was our first elected libertarian. Okay. Um, he reported to me that he is a little under the weather. Oh. Um, not, he said nothing to be concerned about, but he's not feeling terribly well, and he's not going to be able to make the trip. And he's probably been sprinkled, so, sprinkled with pollen. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. to do it. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna, we're going to require Karen to take at least two truckloads of pollen back to Colorado with her. Yeah, we appreciate that. So. You guys don't have enough out there. Yeah. We'll let you take plenty back mm-hmm. by the way karen you do a podcast how can people uh listen in if you um itunes or any of the other podcatchers out there it's the big l podcast to differentiate because there's plenty of liberty podcasts small l libertarian type mm-hmm. things there's very few only two really that i know of that concentrate specifically on the libertarian party libertarianism so it's the big l podcast you could also find it online at biglpodcast.com and on my youtube channel the pink flame of liberty i do a lot of historical stuff i'm going through all of the newsletters of the party from day one and just going through them and people learn history that way just by reading the headlines and we'll talk about now through you know the lens of everything that's happened you know how how this affects us today all right, so you believe, as I do, that one of the best libertarians that garnered probably the best press of any libertarian was Harry Brown. I adore Harry Brown. And the thing that people don't know about Harry Brown, we have our own intranecine battles. What people don't know about Harry Brown is he was hardcore libertarian he actually was an anarchist libertarian really most now people that, don't I didn't know, know that. that yeah he certainly was but he knew that you have to you have to present things a certain way and you can't go from zero to 210 miles an hour at once i wish he would have told uh, you know talked to ron paul and explained that to him I I liked Ron, and here was the problem with Ron. Ron would be sitting there making all the sense in the world about, you know, uh, the economy and all of that, and then he'd say, and I think we should legalize heroin. Well, you know, you're you're talking to a radical libertarian myself here. I'm of the Harry Brown tradition. I also am an anarchist libertarian. Um, There's a balancing act where you you need to propose things that you can do right now, but you can never hide your ultimate end goal because that's dishonest. All right. Tomorrow, starting at what time? Starting 9 a.m. Comfort in on I-30. All right. Thanks for coming by. We got to get you back, William. All right. Thank you for coming. No problem. My pleasure. We're out of here. Real quick, as we go here into the 4 o'clock hour, just uh, say that... uh, 
They're uh, flying the W at Wrigley today. <laughs> the Cubs won two in a row now. And uh, they're they're on their way back. Yeah, there you go. They're on their way back. They won five to one today over the Angels. I heard Trout was hurt, and I didn't pick up how he got hurt or how badly he's hurt or anything. That's I don't want to see. I I I really like that guy a lot. He's my kind of ball player. He's he was like when you used to watch Cincinnati when it was a big red machine, Dwayne, and you had Bench and you had Perez, and then you had. Uh, of course, Pete Rose. And I loved Pete Rose. That was a guy that you figured uh, on the field, you're going to get 110% from him. And that's exactly what I see in Mike Trout. And Wait, off the field, 200%. Yeah, I was talking to, to Russ about it because he was over at Dickie Stevens when Trout was here. Drink of water, as he likes to put it. He was only here. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. How many days was he here? Like three oh, he weeks? was actually here for 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 a good little bit. Was he? Uh, less than half the season for sure, but okay. he, was, he was here for a couple of months. Okay, so he and he made big big sounds here while he was playing. Oh, here. huge! You know, he, you know, he played center field. He was he was always in center field. But He's still there. He not only played center field, <laughs> he played left, he played right, he played shortstop. Not because that's where they positioned him. They always positioned him in center field, but. He was just that stinking fast. Which means he plays left and right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you could save money. Just get rid of your That's left exactly. field and right field. Let him have the outfield. Knowing that organization, that was exactly what it was. Yeah, that's probably the truth with the with the Angels now. Yeah. Is Gene Autry, well, no, he's dead now, so he doesn't own them anymore, right? No. Because it used to be Gene Autry that owned the it Angels, did. wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Dwayne is here, all right? Dwayne Smith's here. He's here to talk car house motorcycle do you guys do boats we do you do boats yes, okay because I, I i meant to call you and ask you about that but i was telling people you did boat insurance i thought i just figured if it was something that you could bundle under a house you could definitely get it insured if you can think of it we pretty much do the insurance on it all right move up on that mic. yes sir you you take that mic and get right in front of it uh, yeah. come on a little bit move, move over a little bit <clears throat> watch this on facebook live as i'm uh, this is the power i have move uh, that way now you want to move up a little bit there you go good now <laughs> that was pretty impressive now we can hear you really well okay so let's let's start off with this you are and have been an insurance agent yes sir for all state that's right all right now you've moved from being just an insurance agent to being the owner of your own insurance agency in sherwood it, it's a that you make it sound really daunting, but yes, that's, no, no. I'm just saying you, you. Well, if you're the man that all the decisions rest on your shoulders, it is daunting at times. It is okay. So let's be honest. I mean, it's not just your paycheck; it's everybody who works for you paycheck as well. There's truth in that. All right. So, and you start off with zero every Monday morning. <laughs> that's my uh, employees will tell you that's exactly and the that's way. the way it works that's right okay so what made you number one want to do and i know some of these answers already we've talked many many times what made you want to get into insurance what made you get to all state besides mr mayhem and uh, what made you want to start your own business and I'll leave the studio. As far as the uh, yeah, <laughs> well, as far as the the business and wanting to start a business, I'm, I want to lean back on my dad on that one. He's uh, 
always been an entrepreneur and always wanted to to be a business owner. He wanted to work for himself. Right. And so I have always had, I guess, that uh, background and and watching him, and he's always been my hero. So it was a a big deal for that. Um, And he's always been a big fan of yours, too, which makes me feel funny every time I'm around you. But he is – he's the reason that I – do what I do. And then as far as the insurance, um, kind of a background, I'd, I'd done health and life insurance for many, many years. And one of the things that I realized was that um, I come up on a claim in my home and wanted to talk to my homeowner's insurance guy about the claim and realized that it had been 17 years since I had actually talked to him. 17 years? Yes, sir. I'd been and, with and you've him been for sending him money every all month, that time? Every month, religiously. And I had gone 17 years without talking to a single person in that insurance wow. office. Wow. And when I finally had a claim and finally wanted to, to do the claim, they um, the process took forever. And then when they actually sent someone out as an adjuster um, – and you, you'll recognize this, the older I get, the worse this becomes, and I'm sure he wasn't, but he looked 16 years old. Okay. And, <laughs> and he he uh, he came in there and, and, and proceeded to tell me how that they were not going to cover anything, and he told the contractor that was in there that he wouldn't touch that house with a 10-foot pole and that there was nothing that he could do, and, and thanks for the business, and talk to me later. And What? Yes, sir. And I just sounded like Mr. Mayhem. What? Exactly. And <laughs> and so at that point, I realized that I could do this better. Well, and, yeah. And so that was my that was my coming of age. Did you get that cleared up? Because evidently you you sued them, didn't you? Well, we we went through a process and, and you know, and, and back and forth. But one of the things that it mostly did was it taught me about how loyalty is while it's a it's an enviable um tribute attribute it's not a it's not something that is in everybody's best interest always and and i should have been looking and i didn't take the time to look at things and pay attention to things now let's talk about 17 years were you still living in the same house that you lived in when you first started yes sir okay same not the same car no okay uh, had you upgraded your, you know, furniture and things of that nature during that 17 years? Yes, sir. And See, I'm just talking. I'm just some things going. I would have. You've got to talk to your insurance agent. Well, and that's the case. And I think that a part of what's happening, too, and, and one of the things that, again, this all built up in me was that we we go in to see our insurance agent because we have to, um, basically. And that the state makes us, or man, it's mandatory that we have car insurance. Mm-hmm. And the insurance agent jumps on us automatically and wants to try to sell us something. And I, well, I recognize that that's not the best. Some do. That's right. All right. But there are some that are legitimately concerned about you as an individual. I know you're that kind of a guy, too. Right. And, uh, but that's that's why that I'm leaning that way is because that was my feeling and I and I know what it feels like to be on that other side of the table and to go 17 years where the only thing I did was call and make more money 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to have a relationship with my folks and my customers. And I instill this in all of my sales folks that when you come into the office, we're going to have a relationship building conversation. It's going to be a conversation that is not based strictly on sales, that is finding out what is best for you, what you need, and working towards that and, and making sure that and, – and I'll be honest, I've actually turned business away because it wasn't in someone's best interest. And that's what I need and want. And that person turned around and talked to somebody and told them we were honest and we would take care of them. And that lead or referral came in and bought. Well, that's the key. The key is is that people, especially uh, if it's insurance or if it's a doctor or whatever – somebody who's going to play kind of an integral part in your life, you want to know that they're going to be honest with you. That's right. Because I can tell you, I can go out and find a whole lot of dishonest people. There's plenty of them out there. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it's hard to to have somebody you can go in and talk to, and you know if when you start asking questions that the information you're going to get back from the other person is going to be the best information that they can possibly give you. And there's a lot to be said about a relationship. If you are truthful in stating that you want a relationship with your customers, then it's going to be, I want you to come in and have a cup of coffee with me. I'm I'm not necessarily asking you to come in and buy something from me every day. Well, we that's all, the way I present you on the right. air. We always, have a, we always have a pot of coffee on hand, and I've got a couple of, really cool guys that come in and they sit down and have a cup of coffee with me um you know on a regular basis and i I love that that's where i wanted that direction to sure i wanted us to go so i uh, i asked folks give you a call and set up an appointment when they can bring in their insurance policies um if you've got a home and cars and boats and i don't know campers and all kinds of stuff you got a lot of stuff that needs to be insured I want you to go in and and sit down and go part by part by part, you know, with uh, Dwayne. And and he's going to uh, listen. He's going to see what's covered, what's not. He's going to find out what you're being charged for. uh, And uh, he's going to maybe find stuff that you're being charged for that you really don't need even to have on the insurance policy. Bottom line, hopefully going through all state who he represents that he'll be able to save you some money and yes. give you and here's the big thing after you're working with him you got him and his staff working for you and they're going to take good care of you that's that's my goal and it you know and, and it's having a conversation every three months just to call up and say hey i'm checking on you i heard that your daughter had a birthday i wanted to wish you a happy birthday or something mm-hmm. along those lines you know and then just a, and rather it be a I'm calling to get more money from you, but I will never go 17 years. Well, every time you, you know, if you're calling somebody, it should be at least yearly so that you can ask them if anything changed. That's right. Are you still living the exact same spot? Have you added on to your house? Have you bought a new car? Well, you probably already would know that, but I'm just saying things that uh, maybe you need to insure more. Right. Maybe you need to insure less. You don't know that unless you talk to the person. Well, and one of the things that will creep up on you and they don't pay attention to, and I don't know if I've got time, but just a real brief, um, when our home was purchased, 
obviously we got it at a really good bargain, but over time it value went up. Yeah, valuation does go and up. And so the the biggest thing about it was we were sitting on top of it having been in there for 17, 20, you know, 18 years and it was still insured for the same amount mm-hmm. that we originally signed the contract with. And that's the kind of thing that if it had burned down, you I hadn't been paying attention. Yeah. I, I hadn't been paying attention. You lost and money. That's right. And that's where having those conversations with, with, you know, it seems like it's awesome and you've got a really low premium. And if that's the case, then you really need to look at when's the last time you upgraded the value of your home. When's the last time, talking to you as a listener, did you call your insurance agent, hopefully it's Dwayne Smith, and, you, and you're talking to him, and you want, if your house would catch fire or whatever, and you want to replace your furniture and your television and all of that, does your insurance say it will replace it for the cost when you bought it, or will they replace that furniture and that television for the cost that it would be now? That's exactly there's a huge difference there. Massive. Yeah, I mean, you could lose thousands of dollars if you don't have you have the former and not the latter. And it's literally when you find out is that the you know when you when don't the bad stuff to. happens. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right, we got. I'm going to keep uh, Dwayne here today. If you want to call and ask insurance questions, you can do so. Eight two three zero nine six five. Eight two three zero nine six five. He's going to give you some good advice about buying insurance and and uh, you know making sure that you are well protected in what you own. That's all coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. Hey, don't forget that uh, Michael Johnson, uh, Jr., American Legion Post number 74, is inviting you to attend a special memorial observance honoring those who have fallen in the war on terror. That's happening tomorrow at 11 a.m. at the Sherwood Forest, located at 1111 West Maryland Avenue in Sherwood. It's right off of uh, Highway 70, I believe. Uh, just just north of North Little Rock Airport, a special motorcade to the event. Uh, consisting of numerous veterans organizations, including the Patriot Guard, American Legion Riders are going to leave Post 74 at 821 Magnolia Street in North Little Rock at 930. Uh, all media are encouraged to attend both those events. The ceremony meant to honor the memory of all Armed Forces Service member casualties from the state of Arkansas and the global war on terrorism to this date. Arkansas has lost more than 100 men and women who have paid the ultimate price giving of their life in defense of this great nation. So keep that in mind. It's uh, tomorrow, uh, April 13th, at the uh, Sherwood Forest, and it's going to get underway at 11 and 9.30. Uh, They're going to be leaving from the uh, Post 74 location. All veterans and armed force service members are invited to attend public is encouraged to share in the memorable occasion to honor those who gave all. You know, it says, as always, all gave some, but some gave all. And uh, for those who gave all, our highest respects. Uh, Dwayne's here. Dwayne Smith, we got a caller for you. Wants to talk to you. Uh, we got a couple of minutes, so let's go to Will in Cabot. 
Will, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, good afternoon, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great. You got a question for Dwayne? Actually, I got two, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. The first one is, um, I have a couple of firearms that are actually fairly expensive, and most of the firearms policies from homeowners insurance that I've looked at have a cap of around fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars. Is there like an extra rule that can be added onto an insurance policy just to cover firearms due to theft or fire or something along that line? Yes, sir. There is. There's a um, part of what you're running up against is that whenever you uh, want to just put your firearms on your homeowner's policy, they have a twenty-five for all state anyway. It's a twenty-five hundred dollar cap, um, just because that it's not itemized. If you want to individually itemize your guns, you it doesn't matter. You can run that up. I think the limits outrageous like twenty five thousand or something along those lines so but but what that's going to require is that you have something where that you've had it um appraised and so if you've got a you know a legal appraisal on it i think all insurance companies pretty much will be able to do that you know for however much the gun's worth all right awesome and the second question i have deals with um changing insurance companies when you have like a mortgage how do I even begin to start looking at trying to change the insurance company I'm with to a different insurance company when I've got a mortgage through a bank and it's all in escrow? Yes, sir. That's actually one of the easiest things um, that I can tell you we'll do, um, only because you don't have to do anything. Um, the way that that work would work if you were to come to see us and we earned your business uh, is that you would sign the contract, get insurance with us. And then we would personally notify your mortgage company who we would send them a check and then they would send you a check back for everything that they had already received in your escrow for the insurance. All right. Will, we're up against the news. I got to let you go. Thanks for your call. If you have a question, 823-0965, When we get back, I'm going to give you the location and the phone number to meet Dwayne. All right. Let's get back. First of all. Let's do um, some uh, clearance of some house cleaning. Uh, Dwayne Smith's here. The Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency is uh, his business. We've been talking about car insurance, house insurance, any kind of insurance, uh, not life insurance. But yep. uh, Oh, you do life insurance? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. They do life insurance. Sorry. And then bottom line, uh, you know, you can uh, get a hold of him and bring all the insurances that you have. Have him go over it with you. Make sure that uh, everything's being covered because sometimes maybe you don't have enough insurance. Maybe you get the state minimum and you don't want you want more than the state minimum. Or I had uh, my insurance when I uh, take care of my, you know, if something happens to somebody at my house. Uh, my insurance agency uh, agent uh, looked at me and said, "Dave, I, I hate to tell you this. I know you don't feel this way about yourself, but." You're, you're a public figure, and if somebody hurts themselves at your house, they might think that you got a bunch of money. Now, I know you don't because I know how much you pay me, but the bottom, <laughs> the bottom line is you should have more insurance on your home to cover you in case somebody would come out of the pool and step on the patio and, you know, boom, and hurt their coccyx or something. 
So the bottom line, you got to take care of yourself and uh, cover yourself. So I got a little bit more there. What's the phone number, uh, Daryl, people should call to set up one of these appointments so people can make sure they're insured enough but not too much and can look and see, is Allstate the better way to go? Yes, sir. The the phone number uh, for the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency is 501-819-0373. Just give us a shout, and we're pretty much open. My wife will tell you we're open all the time. But if you're uh, looking for us, we eight thirty to seven o'clock Monday through Friday, and then we're open on Saturdays um, by appointment. Okay, and uh, tell them your address. You're in Sherwood, yes, sir. Thirty nine twenty East Kill Avenue, and it's Suite Eight. Best way to tell you is we're in the same building as the Subway, just down from the Moose Lodge, and just down from uh, Shotgun Dance. That's right. Yes, sir. Dude, everybody knows what Shotgun Dan's is I'm there wearing on Keel. it out. I'm, I love that place. I do. They, they make good pizza. There's no doubt. Did you know they're they're selling their pizza at Dickie Stevens now? No, I did not know. Yeah. They're wow. the pizza place now in Dickie Stevens. I'm going to I'll be going to Dickie Stevens more often now. They've got an outlaw pizza that is my favorite. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. All right, so what, what are some... See, I'm doing the Mr. Mayhem again. That's the one where he's stealing guy's car. That's right. What? 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 <laughs> I love that. I love Mr. Mayhem, all right? He's I, awesome. I I heard a story about this. And uh, we all know the guy that's got the big big nice Deep voice, voice, you yeah. know, and and he talks to you. He used to play the president on Lone Survivor and and 24 and stuff. And uh I don't know if you know this, but you know he was on Buck Rogers. I don't remember him. He was. He, was uh, he a lot thinner or something? No. Well, yes, and a lot younger. <laughs> Obviously, we all were. But he was a, one of the crew members on the ship that Buck Rogers left from. Buck Rogers in the 21st century. Yes, huh? sir. Man, and we're in the 21st century, but I ain't seen Buck <laughs> Rogers. I'm just telling you. But Nor Buck, that lady was on there. Oh, movie. yeah. Uh, that was great. Wasn't her last name? Anyway, never yeah. mind. Now you're going to get me running out of the <laughs> rabbit hole. Bottom line, uh Everybody liked those commercials. Yes, and then all of a sudden, I don't know who was, what ad agency they got involved with, that they came up with Mr. Mayhem. And just at the time that this guy wanted a whole lot more money to keep That's doing right. all state. Is this right? It is. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I do all state. Mr. Mayhem comes along. And it's costing them a pittance compared to the other guy. And that's why you don't see him as much now on uh, the Allstate commercials. And everybody loves Mr. Mayhem. Yep. Well, and there's a there's a portion of that. He he really, I think that they found that he really triggered with the millennials and the younger folks. Well, they love him. Yes, sir. And I love him because I'm a, I'm a young, thinking, aged old man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's talk about... You know, uh, you're all's insurance company, and when somebody comes in, what are some of the the first things you're going to ask them, and what's the first things that anybody comes in and talks to you about insurance should ask you? I think that if I had a uh, if I had to choose something along those lines, I think the first thing would be that I I want people to understand state minimums. You mentioned that. Um, we all have to have insurance. State mandates it. The thing that it turns out to sound like is that we're trying to sell you something, but I want people to understand. The 25 50 that you hear is state minimum. 
is $25,000 if you're injured in a car wreck. So in that car wreck, if you have two or three people in that car, you can quickly be over 25000 oh, Absolutely. Well, that becomes an aggregate. And so the twenty the twenty five is per person in the vehicle, per accident, and then the fifty is per person up to a maximum of fifty thousand. If there's more than one person in the in the vehicle, and so you can quickly be well over that in any kind of injuries um, in a car wreck. Been to the, been to the hospital lately, and so you're going to be responsible for anything over that. For the insurance. And if the person in the other vehicle is injured and it's your fault, again, you're going to be responsible for anything over that. That's correct. The last one is the 25-50-25. The last 25 is about your vehicle and the other person's vehicle. There's not a car running this road today that doesn't average about $40,000. The average car on the road today is going to run you about $40,000 in value. And so if you're hit or you hit someone and it's your fault, you're going to be responsible for the damage to your car and the damage to the person that you hit. Now, obviously, my luck, I'm going to hit a Mercedes and it's going to be worth $70,000. But shoot, you can get uh, some of the new pickup trucks uh, that are just, you know, one of the GMs or something. The the high cost Silverado, I think, is up in the $85,000, $87,000 range now. That's right. So if you've got a state minimum on your insurance, you're going to be out everything above $25,000 for your your damage. So you imagine your car and their car, it's going to be quick that you're going to be over that. That's right. So your out-of-pocket at that point is you. Your insurance company is gone. You, you, there's no more. They've taken, they have paid what you paid them to cover. That's right. And so I always try to talk. There's not much difference, but honestly, not much difference. I want you to hear that. 50000 150000 on your insurance is not that much more per month. Right. But it's it's in a way setting aside money for when that happens so that you don't get caught. Yeah. Plan for the worst and hope for the best. That's right. And so if I had any, you know, that's normally the conversation that we're having with folks and talking to them. I mean, I understand when people don't have the money, but one of the things I always tell people, and this is kind of makes me different, I think, than most insurance agents, on the deductible, you're guaranteed to pay your premiums each month. No matter what you do, you will pay your premium. Absolutely, if you want to keep (laughs) the insurance. But... The possibility of paying your deductible is not 100%. That's correct. So you're guaranteed to pay your premium. You might pay your deductible. So it seems like to me that it would be better to bump up your numbers on your insurance policy to 5150 which will make your increase your premiums, but then go with the $1,000 deductible. Go with the deductible that's a little bit higher, which will lower your premiums. And it, you might even be able to work it out where you've got the same premiums mm-hmm. that you had when you had the state minimums. Makes sense. But now you're more covered. So you're, you're giving, better covered. You're giving some really good information here. You really, really are. And it's stuff that a lot of people, they don't understand. You know, Most people don't understand. The only reason that I know what you're talking about is because I talk about this stuff on the air because people need to know about it. Right. Bottom line is that there's a few small things you can do that can save your 
yourself big money. That's right. And a really bad day if you don't prepare for it and the bad day shows up. That's exactly right. You know, there's a young lady that was talking to me today. She um, had told me that she had had a washing machine installed in her apartment. (laughs) And when they installed it, they had not checked the valve, and it flooded her apartment. I was was just going to say I could see what was coming. And she said that the guy that owned the apartment building told her that he was not responsible because she had installed and had installed the um, washing machine. Uh-huh. And so she was out all that money. Was there something that I could have given her that would help with that? Guys, renter's insurance runs you about to 15 pittance. to $25 a month. Yeah, it's a pittance. And would cover, you know, all the things that we just talked about. If you if you have contents, if you have more than $10,000 worth of stuff, meaning your towels, your sheets, your quilts, spoons, furniture, anything in your apartment. It is so valuable to have renter's insurance, and it is so inexpensive. And to get caught, and, and people don't think about the fact that, you know, if she had been in an apartment that was above people... And that water would have run down the wall and, and damaged good. theirs. Yeah, she would be responsible for their furniture. That's right, and their equipment. So, again, just it, the only time that you find out that you needed something was when it's too late. So, that's the kind of thing we want to do is have a conversation with folks, not because we're trying to sell them or oversell them. I will never do that. I, I just want to have a conversation. All right, give them uh, the phone number again, Dwayne. It's five zero one. Okay, ask for Dwayne. He'll put you through Dwayne. That's right. And probably answer the phone. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Phone number one more time. 501-819-0373. All right. If they go online, if they just put Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency, do you pop up? Uh, Yes, sir. If you Google that, yes, sir, in Allstate and Sherwood, Mm -hmm. it'll do that well. There you go. Uh, you can do it that way. If you can't remember the number, just do that. When you get home, the number's there. You can call, make an appointment, stop by, and uh, let them take a look at your insurance policy. See if they can save you uh, some money. Got uh, about 20, what, 23? No, we got 13 minutes left here in this hour. So let's take a break, and then we'll come back and finish up with uh, Dwayne Smith, and we'll ask him what's uh, – some other things that you need to know when you're buying insurance. All right, we are here on the uh, the radio with you, one hundred one one FM, the answer. I'm Dave. He's Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne is a motorcycle riding fool. All right, a couple of years ago, heavy I, on the fool. Yeah. Oh uh, no. When <laughs> I when I met him first time, he was just getting ready to go to Sturgis, and I'm I'm looking up. Uh, did I? Did we have that up still? No, I got to get it back up. I, he brought me a Sturgis uh, T-shirt back, and we we had it uh, we had it hanging up doing our thing. So we got to get it back up again. We've been rearranging in here a little bit for the TV camera <laughs> and uh, making things a little less uh, hectic for the viewers' eyes, so that they're still paying attention to the people that are on camera. So. Um, I've known him for a while now. What about four or five years? Yes, sir. All right. So, 
Let, let's go back at the very beginning when we got you on. People are heading home. And uh, tell them about what you want them to do. I mean, it's a very simple process you want. You want them to come and just talk to you. That's right. And, and just a phone call um, or you can stop by anytime and, and see us. But more than anything, it, it again, it, and I know I keep hammering this, but it's about a conversation. It's about just sitting down and going over what you have, where you're at. I promise you, I don't have a person in my office that's shy. And they will tell you if we can't make it better. And, okay. and we have. Um, you know, the thing is, is that cheaper is not always better. Mm, that's true. But the other thing is, is that if, if I can't provide adequate coverage for better price, we're going to tell you. But the other thing is, is that you'll take the time, and I promise you we will take the time, to go over what where you are, how you feel about what you have, and talk about the status of your family and, you know, where you need to be. Yeah, just during this break, we were talking about uh, a little bit more about his company, and they offer life insurance, and I like this this difference that you all have. Yes, sir. Explain the difference be- between... Buying life, well, I don't know if anybody else has got this. I think you I think you said that you're the only one to do this right now. We are. Explain the difference of buying life insurance with you at Allstate and buying it anywhere else. The the overall process is obviously, you know, pretty much the same, Dave. But it's the, the biggest thing about the difference is how it's structured in the payout. Um, one of the things that we know is that when people get large sums of money and pay out for death benefits, that it tends to go away fairly quickly. And so one of the things that Allstate has put in place is a, um, it, it actually is a replacement for income or an income replacement term is what it's known as. And it's a 20 or 30 year policy. And the way it's set up is that if, God forbid, you you pass away, your family, your beneficiary will receive a paycheck every month for a set figure. And so I personally wrote one on myself. My family is going to receive a, a check each month, and it's basically replacing what my income is. Each month? Each month. And for, that, how, for how many years? For the way that mine's set up is for 60 months or, or five years. Okay. That's, and I, I really kind of like that whole idea. Well, and, it, and it's just a wonderful way because I want to back up and make sure that everybody understands that that, five, that, that figure is tax-free. Right. And so each month they're getting the replacement of your income tax-free, and that goes on, and you set up the length of term that you want it to pay out. So it, it's just a really neat uh, way of setting up life insurance. It's an, it's an awesome, inventive way to set up life insurance, but it's very um, – pliable and you can set it up to make it where that it you can afford it but it works best for your family and you said that and we, we're not going to use names but you sold to somebody else and there's a setup for nine thousand dollars a month that's right you can set this up to up to i think it was the the maximum figure was like thirty thousand dollars a month Whew. You gotta be making some money you gotta be making some change <laughs> you gotta be making some money i'm just saying but I just like that whole idea because, you know, none of us like to think of our own mortality, but we're all going to die. And you want to make sure that the persons or the people that you leave behind 
are going to be taken care of. That's right. <coughs> Excuse me. The pollen is now getting to me today. That's the reason I didn't ride my motorcycle up here today. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It just all of a sudden hit me again. I guess my pills ran out. Yeah, having so, to take all of that stuff and keep myself. So I just wanted to let people know, you're not just going to go talk about cars and boats and and motorcycles and ATVs. and whatnot. But we're going. To, he's going to want to talk to you about really important things. Uh, if you're married and you don't have life insurance, what's wrong with you? I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I just you want to take care of it was for better for you know life and death and better and worse and the whole nine yards and you should prepare for the worst we went to a motorcycle rally recently and the first thing that came out of my mouth to every person that i talked to at that motorcycle rally is if you ride a motorcycle and you don't have life insurance you're dumb what's wrong with you yeah yeah you got when you get on your motorcycle and hit the road you got to think of everybody that's on the road as your potential enemy that's right as, as far as a motorcycle rider is, so you got to just look at it that way. All right, what's the number for everybody to call again? It is 501-819-0373. Okay, and uh, your location again? We're at 3920 East Kill Avenue, Suite 8, and it's in Sherwood, Arkansas, in the Kill Avenue just before Brockington on the left-hand side in the same building as Subway. All right, it's right around shot and dance on that's the other right. side of the street though that's right and that's a lucky thing for doing i'm just <laughs> it, saying it is and for my waistline <laughs> i'm just saying but and then last but but not least if you google it just if you google all states sherwood you're you'll show up i will yes sir all right so if you can't remember that number i know we gave it fast just uh, go to uh, google and hit uh, all state sherwood and look for uh, Dwayne's name go from there thank you dave we're out of time Appreciate you coming by. Love you, brother. Thank right. you. Carrie McCoy is coming on from Flag and Banner with me in the next hour. I haven't seen Carrie in a couple of years. You're looking as good as you always did. She's on her way over. We'll talk to her in a moment. All right. I can't believe who's in my studio. She's hot. This, yeah, she is. She has <laughs> been for many years, and she's one of my favorite people. I used to go over to her business arkansas flag and banner and we do uh remotes together and had a great time together great things we my favorite one that i remember carrie is when i came over and we did uh, re, uh flag retirement ceremony oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and the that Boy was Scouts. great oh they came over and of course you burn an american flag when you it's retire hard to burn a nylon american flag these days they just kind of melt well but they cut them up yes into little pieces mm-hmm. so they're no longer an American flag, and then you can dispose of them properly. That's correct. And it was it was really moving to watch them take care of all of that. It was mm-hmm. a lot. We had a lot of fun doing that that day, and we've had a lot of other things that we've been over and and talked about uh, at Arkansas Flag and Banner. I know about how are things going with the uh, ballroom, ballroom, ballroom. That you, yeah, Do you know I mean, we got a big grant from the National Park Service? I this didn't year? hear about that. Tell me about that. So in March of last year, we applied for a grant to get an elevator to make the Dreamland Ballroom um, ADH, ADH, ADA, ADA access, accessible. Okay. So that people could get up to the third floor because it's on the third floor. Of American the Ar- Disabilities Act. Thank you. You're so good with names and places and people (laughs) my weakness so we make a good team 
so um so we got a grant a half a million dollar grant now fantastic fantastic to put an elevator addition on the side of the arkansas flag and banner building and it will take you up three floors and admit you into the dreamland ballroom i just did not want to put an elevator through the center of the dreamland ballroom it would have just been almost sacrilegious to have done that so people that say like my dentist who said to me my tax dollars are going for you to get an elevator to save the dreamland ballroom Mm -hmm. and i said no they're not it is not tax dollars everybody i want everybody to know that it's the national park service granted uh opec the right to oil to to drill into um a restricted area but they did it with the condition that they would have to pay that opec would have the oil companies would have to pay money to the national park service that they would turn around and put back into the community for preservation okay so it comes from oil companies all right that's coming from the earth <laughs> yeah, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the earth. It's coming from under the soil of the United States of America. I haven't seen you in a long time. You had hair the last time I saw you. Yeah, I shaved my head about. Has it been about two years now, Russ? Did I start shaving my one year. Okay, one year. Telly Savalas. You're Telly Savalas. Yeah, I need to get my start getting myself some suckers or whatever. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> that's right so uh you're really dating yourself because nobody under the age of 50 even knows probably what you're no, talking they don't about. even know who telly savalas is i can't believe that i could recall his name because i'm not usually good at that sort of stuff yeah. but i went and googled you before i came on okay because i thought i'm just gonna flip the tables well, how on long you. has he been around you yeah how many you can't years find have anything I been about here? you you can't find a lot about me? No, you can find out about your uh, life at K-A-R-N. And right. you can find out your about your life now at Salem mm-hmm. Media, where you are now, right. on The Answer. But you can't find out where you grew up. I keep that stuff secret. No, I don't. You can't find I out where you up, went to college? I grew up outside of Chicago. You're not? Oh. I was born in Gary, Indiana. Like Isn't the song. Right? Yeah, just like you the song. You can sing it? See, no, I won't sing it. What what I, I what play was that? Listen. What play was that? That was uh, the Music Man. Oh, the Music Man. Okay. Okay. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. You know that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, so yeah, outside of Chicago, I'm a Cubs fan. I was I had the Cubs on my phone as I was doing my show. And earlier. do you know what that did? What did that do? It stopped the live streaming on your radio. No, oh, did it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but it did it if it did, did i'm sorry i right. apologize to everybody for that well it, but, uh, well you're not obviously watching it now because live streaming is no. working see mm-hmm. all i got is my clock in front of me so i know where about, the time is we're going to teach you about live streaming i guess uh, say you grew up in uh you grew up in chicago yeah i had a full ride to princeton no I, way and I, and I turned it down no way. And I went to Moorhead State University in Moorhead, Kentucky to play baseball for Sonny Allen. And when do you love the Cubs? Oh, I, man, I've been a Cub fan since I was, first time I went three years old in the bleachers with my father. It's one of the greatest memories in my lifetime are my times at Wrigley Field with my dad. That's awesome. He used to take me to the, to the ball game all the time. Play ball until I was a... Uh, a sophomore in college and then i blew out my shoulder and mm-hmm. then that was all over with and uh then i had to kind of renegotiate what i wanted to to do my with my life and i was a radio and television major a political science and philosophy minor and uh got out and 
was trying to make it in the world of broadcasting and ended up going into the United States Air Force and working in radio with the Armed Forces Radio, now American Forces Radio, and did all the internal information for the United States Air Force for the Secretary of the Air Force. What a big life you had. I've had a great time. Good really morning, have, Vietnam. I've, I've, I've done things that a lot of people, you know, dream about. I've gotten to, I interviewed President Reagan in the Oval Office. I've really? talked to Casper Weinberger. I've talked to senators and, and congressmen consistently in my, my career. I get to go over every two years here to the state capitol and cover the, the General Assembly when they get together. I've been doing that since 2003. So, yeah, it's I've interviewed I, I should all be kinds so honored of, to be here. All kinds of rock stars, and uh, in the, for the last 13 years, Talkers Magazine has ranked me in the top 100 all-time most uh, influential talk show hosts in America. Right here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yep, in Arkansas. Were you a pitcher? Is that how you blew out your arm? Yep, I was a pitcher. I was a pitcher. <laughs> they don't seem to have a long life. They probably didn't have good enough. Well, sp- when you throw overhand, that's an un- unnatural thing to do right or left-handed right hand i threw right i bat it left interesting and the only reason i bat it left is that to carry my dad couldn't put me on the right side of the plate and get me to hold my hands correct i would always cross my hands so he put you in the other so side. he just turned me around on the left side of the plate so that i had my hands right did he now why did he love baseball my dad was just a great he just loved uh the game you mm-hmm. know and uh uh, it was America's game. Yeah, his his claim to fame when he was at Fort Knox, when he was um, you know in World War II, and he was he fought with Patton in Third Army. Really, he was in the mechanized division with him, and uh, you know they played pickup games on on the base at Fort Knox, and he hit at that time, as anybody would tell you, that he he drove the ball the furthest, and they had ever seen on Fort Knox, and they threw him out at home plate because he couldn't run worth squat. <laughs> he look, I remember him, of course, as gr- when I grew up with him. When he would run, he looked like, you know how cartoon characters, yeah. their feet are going really, really fast, and they're yeah. not going anywhere? That's the way my father looked. And was he short? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my That's... dad was short, kind of chubby. You're not. And go, no, it's funny. Uh, other than my middle brother, my brother John Paul, who's my oldest brother, who turned eighty this year, uh, mm-hmm. he is six three, and I'm six one and a half, and my middle brother is five foot ten. I think <laughs> well, he was six. five seven. Mm-hmm. My mother was five one. How in the world did y'all end up? Talking? I have no idea. I thought I I told my mother I thought there was a milkman in my my past. Well, she's not going to tell you. There might have been, but she's not confessing. Good girl. Just Don't confess. You're right. It, uh, was that, it was that way. Do you look like your dad? I do. Yeah. I have a picture that I used to have in the hallway. I don't right now. But of me when I went into the Air Force in my dress blues. And him? And a picture of him in his Army dress greens. And we look like twins. So he went in the Army, and you decided to go in the Air Force. Yes. Was he upset? No. No, he he fought with Patton in World War II. I mean, uh, he he went in and uh, volunteered. He didn't have to be picked in the draft. He, he wanted to fight in the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he fought at the Battle of the Bulge Gosh. Uh, and stuff. And, and my dad, 
Now, his father walked out on the family when he was nine years old. He was Uh in Charleston, West Virginia. He had a mother and two sisters. And so he went into the coal mines at nine years old and supported the family. They don't make people with that kind of grit anymore, do they? No, we don't. Well, we won't let them have that kind of grit. It's against the law. You know? Yeah. If you don't get in there and work, you're going to have to, uh, you may starve to death. Yeah, you starve. Was Was that during the Depression? It was after the uh, the Great Depression, you know, after. and after that time. But, uh, yeah, you just did what you had to do. And Oh, my, oh yeah, because he fought in World War II, so it would have been, okay, yeah. Um, so he stayed in for how long? Was he, he was in the military. See, I always thought he just went in for the war and then yeah, got out. Right. Because Dad didn't talk about his time in the military all that much. But I found out that he was in there. Uh, for quite a while before the war and then uh, in the war and then he would have stayed in the military except that they wanted after the war was over they wanted you know they kept american military men and women uh, over in europe and in japan to help them dig out of the rubble and he didn't want to stay over there and so you decided to join the air force you weren't drafted no mm-hmm. was it korea mm-hmm. No, it was I wasn't Vietnam. No, you're, no, it wasn't in Vietnam. I went in after after Vietnam. I went in 1977. Was when I joined the uh, the Air Force, and uh, I was in from 77 to almost 87. Oh, you reenlisted? Yep. I liked being in the Air Force. I just ran across the colonel that I couldn't stand and got out. <laughs> That's the truth. I believe it. I know you. You used to be a lot more bullheaded than you are today. You no, mellowed out. I'm still bullheaded. You don't I just don't like yell it. as much as I you do. You seem to have mellowed a lot since you started getting your Social Security check. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make it sound like I've been getting Social Security for a long time. I got my first Social Security check last month. How was it? Is it's it gratifying? Gr- it is gratifying. It's for, did have the government send me a check? For very, change. That's for a, a flip, change. isn't it? Yeah. But, Especially I'm, not, but since, I'm still working, mm-hmm. and I'm still paying Social Security. <laughs> so talk about the decision to, yeah, right. So talk about the decision to take your Social Security check early, because you didn't wait. Some it's people not, say. Not early. I, I was, I'm 66. But some people say wait till you're. 70. Mm-hmm. You know, and get max. What was your decision There's, on no, that? Well, was number one, no guarantee I'm going to live to 70. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing was, and I, I talked to my wife about this, and uh, I just said, I want to take it uh, for the first year or two I'm, because I'm making the money up as I'm working mm-hmm. and putting it in my 401k and whatever. I said, what I'd like to do is for us to do some of the traveling that we'd wanted to do. And, uh, you know, we need to fix up the house because we want to sell the house in a few more years. Too big. You know, yeah. It is. It's it's twenty two hundred square foot. That's not too big for yeah, two people. I don't need two people. <laughs> it's not too big. You get at one end of the house, and you get at the other end of the house. Yeah, I mean, we can still see each other. I mean, and I agree with that. You're in the middle. But the bottom line is that uh, somewhere along the line here, I'm going to sell my home. I mean, yeah. that's one of the pegs of of retirement, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a really good price of on it, twenty two hundred square feet on a corner acre lot. Wow. For $162,000. Wow. I'll take that any day. It's worth about 196000 right now is what they tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been selling their homes in this neighborhood up in Cabot where I live at uh, consistently. Boy, Cabot's grown, hasn't it? Huge. I Huge. couldn't believe it. I went there the other day. 
somebody's buying a flagpole for their home in Cabot, 35 feet tall, $6,000 flagpole for their front yard in Cabot. Where are they living at? Greystone? No. (laughs) Is that a, what is that? Is that a cemetery? That's a a big, no, that's a huge, that's a huge uh, subdivision right off of Highway 5. No, they're not in any kind of special subdivision. They've got a lot of acres, though, and they just want a big honking flagpole in the front yard. He's an ex-Marine. Does he know how much the flag is going to cost to put on a a big honking flagpole? Yes, that's in there. (laughs) We're putting in a big flag, and they're doing the whole thing. They're getting the rope on the inside so it doesn't clang on the the metal. That's good. They're doing the rope on the inside. Drive your neighbors crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have any neighbors. Internal halyard. And then... um, uh, they've got two sons, so they want them to go and take it up and down all the time. And then they're and then I talked them in because I love this. I talked them into getting an eagle on top instead of a ball. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, I talked them into getting and I mean if you're going to spend five thousand dollars, spend an extra thousand dollars and get it anodized so that it stays silver, bright, polished silver for a long time otherwise Mm -hmm. that aluminum will start oxidizing and you'll get a gray pole which is fine but if you're going to spend that kind of money on a flagpole you know add the little go ahead and add the eagle on top and get it anodized there's a question i've always wanted to ask you we're going to throw it back and forth here Uh and that is this Uh oh do most of the car dealerships that have the huge flags flying by their car dealerships buy their flags from you yeah I thought that that was probably the case. They don't. I'm mad at them. I looked up there, and I said, I bet that's a Carrie McCoy. Lander's a great customer. Uh, Guatney's a great customer. Now, I have to say, I don't sell flags anymore. I read this book called The Uh E-Myth. It's a a book about uh, entrepreneurs, and and it talks about how um, owners need to quit doing the day-to-day grind and they need to get they need to quit working on their in their business and start working on their business so i have moved people into working in my business so i don't sell anymore like i used to i don't answer so you're off the floor i'm off the floor i work on my business i come out and talk to dave at radio shows and i hire and fire people and i you know you do the stuff that business owners should work to do which we end up not doing because we get into the thick of the business and we end up answering the phone mm-hmm. and shipping and sewing and i love working in the sewing department i love working in the shipping department i like that kind of physical physical activity uh um, but i just can't do that it's not good for the business for me to do that so i don't know everybody that buys a flag from me anymore like i used to in the old days you know but we sell all over the country. Well, you sell all over the world, don't you? Yes, but we've because blocked, everybody loves America. We've that's right. We've blocked Africa. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And when we, we come back, you oh, tell me why. Oh, we got a commercial. Yeah, all I right. got to take a break. Uh, all right, take a break. Come back. Carrie is here. Carrie McCoy, Arkansas flag and banner. She's here. We'll be back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we got just about a minute and a half left here, Carrie. During this half hour so we need to take a little bit of time and uh, you know hear the news and things of that nature and then we'll come back for more here on the dave ellswick show you got another half hour to spend with me oh that'll be great yeah that'll be good we'll have fun i'll let you ask me more questions i'll find you out can what... ask me anything you want to good per- you can ask any kind of personal questions you want good no problem i got them i'm a oh, i'm a transparent open person you can ask russ that we travel a lot together 
and he doesn't want to know a lot where of do things. you travel to well we go to washington dc for like cpac or for hold your feet to the fire or i might go for a a week to have the congressmen and the senators on and things of that nature so that's how you've gotten to interview people like ronald reagan because you go up there for a week well i important. went up there I, I did ronald reagan for the united states air force oh i was in full dress uniform coolest dude i've ever met he did great, seem cool great president walked in and he says sarge how are you would you like a jelly bean <laughs> that's what he liked but, uh, yeah and that's what he did but my favorite interview of all time was charlton heston oh another great man and i'll tell you more about that next half hour he was very cool i mean really i was i've got a picture of me sitting in his uh cast chair from the ten commandments it says classic chuck, chuck on the back we'll be back we got news here it is carrie mccoy is sitting in my studio right across the table she never came to my studio the other place went to the other place (laughs) let's not say the other name that's all right but you came to my place you've been up a couple of you've come to flag and banner five or six times we had a great time people should be watching us on facebook because dave cusses between the sets (laughs) and then he has to say pardon my french pardon my french there's there's some things that i start talking about and to be honest with you i just don't I can't, say it. I can't abide. Don't I just can't say ab- it. I'm like my dad. My dad used to have a saying. He said, I, I can't cotton it ignorance. I can't cotton ignorance. And I can't abide it either. Mm-hmm. There's, there's certain things that people believe in this country now and want to force upon the people of this great nation that I want to look at them to say, would you just sit down and shut up? That's like, better than what you said at the break. Yeah, like Cortez. <laughs> So she talks like a bartender. Even I mean, she's hey, play my Democratic uh, uh, campaign ad that I got. You want to hear my Democratic? Sure. Yeah, let's hear yeah, that. Let's I hear got, it. You got to hear this. This, this is, is your really ad. good. Well, it's not my ad. It's somebody else's ad. But this is the new the new ad for the Democratic Party. Have you found it yet? Call Zach. He knows where it's at. How he did you? It. How did you end up in Arkansas? I was uh, paying penance. In the radio industry, like you t- typically end up doing, you know, paying your dues. I had been working at uh, up in uh, at WCCO up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I had been hired there three weeks before, and I uh, went back home to move up to Minneapolis. And I got a call at that time. This is when all the big consolidation was going on. And uh, no, when was that? It had been back in uh, nineteen. Well, between the early nineties and uh, early twenty first century. You've only been here since the nineties. Yeah, I've, I've been here since two thousand. Okay, that's all right, when keep I going. got here. So, so anyway, so consolidation. I'm up happening. there. I'm in consolidation. Going and Infinity Radio bought a lot of the radio stations from uh, cbs and that cco was a cbs affiliate and uh mel carmazian who may be a name you've heard no he's the man who discovered howard stern oh and brought him to big time radio and made a buttload of money off of him mm-hmm. and so he started uh, he got as the man that was running uh, in in uh, infinity radio and 
they bought CBS, and uh, he sent uh, not Milka, amazing, but he sent. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Sent him in to all the different stations to make them more profitable. And when big corporations buy up businesses, the way that they tend to do that is going in and cutting people. Mm -hmm. And I got caught up in uh, a cut. And I was at home loading up a U-Haul to move up to Minnesota and got a call from the guy who was the uh, operations manager at CCO. And they said, Dave, they rescinded your contract. You've been fired. Yeah. You're not being promoted. Yeah, no. You're being demoted. Yeah, you're being, you're, you're out being, of a job. You're, you're out of a job. Exactly right. Were you married? Yeah, yes. Okay. And had five kids. And oh. was asked, I, I said, you know that I'm going to sue you. And he said, that's all right. We got more lawyers than you do. That that's was his, just awful. And that was his answer to me. My uh, my my lawyer was the brother of, uh, of uh, Garrison, the guy who who put uh, Mike Tyson in jail hmm. uh, when he raped that woman. And uh, I, I knew Garrison well and wanted him to be my lawyer, but he couldn't because he was working for CBS at that time during the O.J. Simpson trial. Whoa. All right, so he couldn't he couldn't take my case, so he gave it to his brother. Well, we won. Oh, we good. won. Uh, however, you know, I, I I ended up getting about thirty five thousand dollars out of it instead of the the contract saying that I was to go to CCO work from nine until one for one year and then Steve Cannon who was their afternoon host was going to leave and I was to go into where he was at and make uh, about two point five million dollars <gasps> over three years in the nineties. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, it would have been nice. You'd you know? be a different person today. So, anyway, you'd have your own airplane. Long, long story short, is that uh, I was uh, up there. I got fired there. They moved me to. I ended up going to be a PD in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and then a friend of mine who worked in the industry called and said, "Hey, I'm the the PD for." Uh, um, Citadel now, and we need a talk show host in Little Rock, Arkansas. Dave, and I see you're stuck up in the, the hitherlands. Would you like to come back to civilization again? And I said, yeah. And I, um, I ended up here. That's how I ended up, up here. Packed up everybody. I promised my wife I would move her back where they had trees and it was hot. <laughs> and you did and i did is that the same person and you're married to today yes it is how yeah, many years i give her credit uh, 28 good for her good for y'all yeah she put up with a lot of crap all right let, uh, speaking, we got the commercial speaking about crap <laughs> let's talk about the democrat party here we go fascists democrats have positive practical priorities like abolishing the electoral college eliminating due process and banning hate speech these are the values of the American people. Well, at least Americans that live in San Francisco and New York. Republicans often use fear-mongering rhetoric like constitution or liberty. Democrats condemn such language as divisive and instead focus on more unifying topics like repealing the Second Amendment or kneeling for the national anthem. Democrats are the party of equality, so much so that we insist upon unconditionally believing women and disbelieving men because, well, feminism. If you ask us to explain this logically, we will scream in your face and call you a misogynist. 
Republicans want to take away a woman's sacred right to choose to have her child decapitated inside the womb and torn apart limb by limb with forceps. Democrats celebrate the right to violently murder your child because we're compassionate. Democrats believe that women are powerful and independent. They are also helpless victims of the patriarchy who require government intervention to succeed. Any woman who disagrees with us on this is a self-hating, stupid bimbo. And you know, it's time someone was finally brave enough to say this. Republicans are racist. Democrats have the same positive message for minorities that we have for women. You're a victim, and you're useful to us. If you disagree, we'll insult your intelligence, but it's for your own good. Republicans want to stop certain people from coming into this country. They cite the infiltration of gang violence or opioids or sex trafficking as reasons to stop illegal immigration. But Democrats accept these as the natural consequences of opening up the borders, which, of course, is the more loving thing to do. Democrats recognize that the key to a better tomorrow is to look forward, not backward. That's why we reject capitalism and all of its greed and instead opt for socialism, which has worked so well every time it's been tried. Democrats are the party of the common people, the poor and the marginalized, the weak and defenseless. While Republicans promise freedom, we promise free stuff. That's how we win over young people. Our goal is to make the government work for you so you don't have to work at all. Republicans are always pushing religion in our faces. We reject their bigotry. Religious people are idiots. Democrats would much rather you sacrifice yourself on the altar of progressivism. The truth is, as the party of empathy, we're just better than everyone else. That's why we spend so much time telling people who don't align with our agenda that they're not just wrong, but that they're bad people. We still haven't figured out that this condescension is what lost us the 2016 election. Nevertheless, we're confident that through censorship, emotional manipulation, and continued bullying that will eventually get our way. Why? Because we care about you. So much so that we're willing to wear you down until you fear getting silenced, doxxed, or fired because you don't agree with our agenda. That's love. I'm the spokesperson for the Democratic Party. There you go. That's the spokesperson for the That wore me down. That's great. Do you believe in the Electoral College? Yes. You do? Absolutely. It's constitutional. Tell me why. I don't understand. I am not constitutional. You are a student of the Constitution. Make sure that even if you live in a small state in the middle of America and flyover Mm -hmm. country, your vote counts. Your vote counts. It won't count if the big cities determine every election. Oh, I see what you mean. That is why the Electoral College is so important. So you're saying that it's not the number of people that vote, because that would mean that all the big cities win. That's right. You're saying the Electoral electoral College keeps the playing ground even because it gives each state so many Pretty votes. Pretty close to being even. That's do they correct. change the do they change the yes, amount? Yes, depending on you know, it depends on the population. Yes, but do they change it every as the population yes. change? How, how often do they revise? It switches it? around. Typically, it you know you're gonna you're gonna change how many congressmen. You're always going to have two senators for every state, but you know your congressional setup is set up in uh, population. So every census that's going to change. You might. Mm-hmm end up with you know we could end up with maybe three districts instead of four because we don't have a huge but the electoral you know. college means arkansas doesn't get very many votes no yeah how many we get we get uh, what's is it seven for arkansas 
I think it's seven. Yeah, that's not very many. Yeah, but you get enough sevens and you win the election. Is it six? Okay, six. Yeah. So, you know, that means that somebody who wins California, New York, and, uh, you know, Florida, Texas, yeah, yeah, they can get a lot. It seems like it's still the population gets to win. If you get Florida, California, Ohio, New York, you've won. You know how tough that is? And Texas. That's really tough. Oh. You know, Texas is pretty red. Oh. Florida's half and half now. Uh, New York, red. You know, Mm. Illinois, red only because Chicago. Where all you poly, you know, so that's what I was saying. That, yeah, so, so it's you know, not that's hard. About, the bottom line, though, you have it much better. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at, take a look at the last election. Mm-hmm. Look at a map of the electoral college vote, and watch that almost all of America is red, but around the big centers of population, it's blue. But we never get to see any of the politicians because they won't even come visit somebody who only gets six electoral votes. Oh, yeah, they come and visit us. Are no. you going? Are you going to the Republican uh, convention? And I don't do anything that has to do with Trey, politics. You want to go hear this? Trey Gowdy's coming. Who's that? <laughs> you want to go hear Trey Gowdy? Okay, your turn to ask some questions. Bill Murray. That's who you look like. Anybody ever told Everybody you that? Everybody tells me that all it's the time. True. It's they absolutely tell me that true. A lot. I just wish I had his money. Oh wow! Not right. his looks. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so let's talk. We at one of the breaks we were talking about the radio industry and how much it's changed. Oh and my then God. you were, I don't know, you were talking about when they consolidated. Yep. In the nineties. See, it used to be that families and individual people owned the radio stations. Yes. And so you would have you didn't have kind of this homogenized radio that we have now. Didn't didn't. Didn't it used to be? Uh, didn't there used to be some sort of uh, restrictions that kept any one person from owning all the radio stations? Well, it's still there. Any one person from owning all the newspapers? Yes. Because they were always worried about one person owning too much yes, and then right. being able to create propaganda by spreading. Yes. When now we have Google, you don't even need to do that. Or yeah. Facebook. I mean, they probably have more power. They could probably sway public opinion yeah, well, faster than anybody. You know, they've been. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have been looking at how they uh, censor people. So why, so if it's still in place, then why can newspapers cross over state lines now? And why can radio stations consolidate and there's only three radio stations? There's no, only- but there's not three. There's, there's a bunch. There's, there's several. We'll talk about this. i got to get another break in. Okay. we got time. we got to pay job. for this. Doing we'll his do job. That. Doing Take a break. Job. we got more to come. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue. We've got seven minutes left. With Carrie McCoy yes. and Dave Ellswick. Yeah. At the it's five o'clock, it's so six much o'clock hour. It's I so love being fun. with you. It's a great time. So you know what else I'm doing besides flags? What are you doing? And besides the Dreamland Ballroom. Yeah. And what besides else? a radio show that I'm going to start doing here with yeah. you. What? I've got a magazine. And I brought you Is one. this yours? That's it. I got a magazine. Oh, very cool. It's um, it's called Brave Magazine, and it came about because in 2014 we always had these Monday morning meetings where everybody has to get together, and I and um, talk about the week. And every time we would get together, all of my employees, one of my salespeople would tell a story about a flag story, and like one of the flag stories, <clears throat> excuse me, for instance, was this. Um, this marine i know he was a navy seal mm-hmm. he was from hot springs and he died and his friends put an under yeah you about to yeah, say brown. yeah i know brown. Who you're talking about, sure. his friends put 
a uh, because he liked to because he liked to uh, dive scuba dive they put an underwater memorial for him and we sell flags to the underwater memorial and people come from all around to dive down and to go to this underwater memorial very for him. cool very cool and then there's that's that was one story i heard one time and i thought oh my 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 customers would love to hear all these stories we recently sold a bunch of flags very popular flags these skinny dipper flags to alaska skinny <laughs> dippers dipper. in alaska their families okay they're not attractive i'm glad that this doesn't go to alaska i mean I'm they're just not... saying shrinkage here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, 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 uh, there's so much to say but um so so that was really fun and you wouldn't believe how many family oriented skinny dippers there are across america we sell skinny dipper flags they've started a new trend and we sell, so that's in one okay. of our magazines and there's just tons of stories about people that make flags and do flags and and uh now i'm going to assume you can't unfurl the flag while you're skinny dipping because you wouldn't be skinny dipping if it was unfurled. What you do is you put, what you do is you put it up on your boat or wherever you are to okay. let people know. Oh, skinny dipping is in process. Is in process in case okay. you don't want to come over here because there's naked fifty year old okay. men. Yeah, you don't want to see it. No, it's not like a pretty nude beach. It's, it's anyway. <laughs> no but there's, nude but there's beaches lit- are pretty. That's a whole fallacy anyway. That is true. I was just on the Mediterranean Sea, and it was not pretty. Uh, but, but but these guys are out there skinny dipping with icebergs in the background. So that was one of our articles. And anyway, just we decided, rather than just put these uh, interesting stories on Facebook, we thought, why don't we write them down and turn them into a magazine? And I happen to have this girl that works for me named Madison Monroe that I've known since we were in our 20s. She's the most prolific interesting fun read writer and she writes the most wonderful stories you're going to love reading read about this, this. it's called did you brave know, huh did you know the smithsonian she did not write this article but did you know the smithsonian the man who gave mr smithsonian or mr smith whatever his name was <laughs> he has never even been in america really yeah that story's in there he I gave millions of dollars to america to start a science museum in america and he never set a foot very cool i i that's my 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 saying. Very cool. He, cool you're gonna beans. love reading that one because you're a history nut. You're a political nut. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're or politico. You're a politico. Yeah. You're uh, you're a movie buff. I think oh, it's really Lord interesting. Oh Lord have mercy! Yeah. See, I go to movies every week. I went and saw Hellboy last night. Fun How movie. How can you do that? So you read three. You just told me at the break. I average three books a week. Yes. You are one of the smart. You watch TV and read books at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah. That's easy why. Easy enough. You, you do it long enough, it gets easy. That's why you can have anybody on your radio show and you can talk to them because you know a little bit about everything. Yeah, I'm dangerous. That's why you're dangerous. You're dangerous when you know a little bit of a lot. I'm going to rename you Dangerous Dave. <laughs> okay. You can call me anything. You're one of my favorite people. Aww, you always were. Oh, thank you. I always was looking forward to coming over and doing a live remote over there. It was great. So I may come over and do some uh, spots with you again. Yep. We'll have some fun. We'll have mm-hmm. a good time. You know, sit and talk. That's what it's all about. All about. I'm, 
You were in the, on the Mediterranean again. Can you explain to me why European men like to wear Speedos? I don't know, but they do. <laughs> and the girls like to go topless, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and I don't know if anybody knows, but the Mediterranean Sea is so cold. You might as well be in Alaska. It no, is so cold. But is I went out there. It is. It's really, really cold. Really, really cold. But I was like, I'm just going to get in there. And I got in there and just to say I'd done it. But uh, France was just, uh, as my friend says, France was just lovely. The weather was perfect. Um, my granddaughter, you have grandchildren, don't you? I got 13. And you know, if they say they want to do something, you do it. Yeah, you try. You try. And she said she wanted to go to France over spring break. Wow. That's a spoiled she grandchild right there. She had a great right time, didn't she? She did. We're out of time. Thanks for coming in. Oh, I've got a present. Carry I got a present for you. Oh, that will... You're right on. You'll see it all the time right here. We're going to put it right here. U.S. Down. flag and an Arkansas flag Thank desk set right for you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We'll Love see. you. We'll have you on again. All right. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. God gave you a whole life of, uh, you know, a whole week of life. Let me get it right. Gave you a whole week of life. You give him an hour this Sunday to see what he has to tell you. I'll talk to you on Monday, 2 o'clock. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.